So we do have an announcement. The announcement is that the announcement is coming tomorrow at 1 p.m. on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Aaron Rodgers usually goes on McAfee's show and does a, an Aaron Rodgers, you know, Tuesday. That didn't happen today. So it sounds like it's going to happen tomorrow. And Aaron Rodgers is going on to do what we fully, fully expect. Announce he's going to be a New York Jet and that the wheels are in motion. Or maybe we hear right then and there that a trade's, you know, taking place. But there's so many puzzle pieces here to confidently come to the conclusion that he's a New York Jet in 2023 we're talking about that we're talking about lamar jackson we're talking about all that more taking your phone calls the fantasy football show begins right now live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios it's the fantasy football show live monday through friday 7 p.m eastern what is going on everybody my name is smitty you're watching the fantasy football show and uh, yeah, we're 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 left on uh, we're left here in the lurch again for another another day, but but I, I know a lot of you are frustrated. I gotta admit, I'm a little bit like frustrated that we can't talk about it today, but I'm still excited. Like this stuff, this stuff excites me. I have a good time with this. I don't really get all that bothered by players and their antics and what they may or may not do to piss a lot of people off. And I know a lot of people think Aaron Rodgers rubs everybody the wrong way. I still go out and defend him to a degree and say that he's on his own timeline and schedule and we want him to be on our timeline and schedule. And the Jets and him have clearly had communication. They may know exactly what what the schedule looks like and we all are just assuming that everybody else is left in the lurch. This news right here today more than confirms our suspicions. Alan Lazard was on Aaron Rodgers' wish list. He has a wish list that he requested uh, of the of the New York Jets to uh, compile a bunch of here it is right here. This is from Diana Rossini. Aaron Rodgers has provided the New York Jets with a wish list of free agents he would like them to target and acquire per sources. It includes Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Odo Beckham Jr., and what do you know? Alan Lazard signs a monster four-year, forty-four million dollar deal. Like that, that's a, I don't know how much of that is guaranteed. We'll have to dig into the contract, but. That's a huge number. That's a huge number. But if this doesn't telegraph that Aaron Rodgers is in New York Jet tomorrow when he goes on the McAfee show at 1 p.m., and we'll certainly be live, probably live in reaction to it. Like, I will have it up. I will have it right here. We will be listening to it. We'll be here together live. And once that announcement is made, we're going to hit that moon button for Garrett Wilson, to the for Reese Hall, for all these players that we absolutely love that are connected to this situation. Um... A-Rod to the moon, the Jets to the moon, Brees Hall, um, Garrett Wilson, even Elijah Moore. But this this right here kind of tells you that the team and, and Aaron Rodgers maybe aren't sure what Elijah Moore is going to bring to the table in 2023. And while we could be quick to say, hey, it's, you know, it's not his fault now that he's getting a quarterback, maybe Elijah Moore bounces back. And I am kind of, uh, and I'm kind of hoping that's the case. There... There was a time where Mike White was in the lineup and, and Elijah Moore still wasn't bouncing back. So we don't really know what to expect. Here's that news uh, right here on the Pat, Pat McAfee show. Ian Rappaport retweeted this. You like how he retweets McAfee? He's friends with McAfee. He retweets all these things from other people. But look at this. The He's probably so mad right now. 
He's probably infuriated right now. Ian Rappaport. Oh, like I know he he loves Pat. He loves these guys. He goes on their show a lot. But man, this guy's been hoping to break the news all day. He's hoping he could be the guy to break the news. And he's told when the announcement is coming. <laughs> Ian Rappaport. I love it. It's classic. Ian Rappaport is told, hey, this is when it's coming. It's going to be at 1 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for it. Uh, that's that's classic. It, it couldn't have been more fitting. It couldn't have been more fitty, fitting. Bradbury, yes. Eagles, good job. Ink it, lock it down. Uh, Kelsey, ink it, lock it down. Um, yeah, they've lost uh, a handful of guys, but they're also retaining a lot of guys too. And they also have the 30 and the number 10 overall pick. So the Eagles are going to fly like normal in 2023. I love that anybody's painting even a slight negative picture about the Philadelphia Eagles. Are you out of your minds? Anybody thinks the Eagles are falling apart? They're just completely blinded by whatever fandom that, that consumes them. Uh, what's up? Speaking of uh, uh, fandom, what's up there, 49er Media? Appreciate you being in the building. we got Sam in the building. We've got uh, uh, Faithful Lee. I don't know why we don't have anybody in here. There's 28 eyeballs right here. Notifications aren't going out. This drives me nuts. YouTube doesn't send out a not notification every time. They throttle them back because they're like, this is odd, going live like six times in a day. And, you know, my, my people want to know, but they throttle the notifications back. They give you like one or two. Uh, Jets and Aaron Rodgers have communicated in the, in the past 24 hours. Jets working to finalize a deal with Alan Lazard, a four-year, $44 million deal. We've got that on screen. I've got all the news going. I got my, I got all my alerts. I've got all my text messages. I've got all my my chats that, uh, that give me the closest to the situation type of content I can find. Um, I have some pretty decent... Packers connections, but they're not hearing anything any faster than it's being reported on, on the last 24, 48 hours. I'm hearing nothing unusual or outside the, the norm or outside of the stuff that we're hearing here. No one's really hearing much of anything. Um, but yeah, this is this is as good as done. Uh, 37 people in the building. I don't know what the notifications, what's going on. People will file in. We'll get 80 to 100 here in a minute, and we'll take some phone calls. We'll do it live. We, we probably have some voicemails. We've got the Lamar Jackson uh, news to talk about as well. For those that don't know, Lamar Jackson was offered reportedly. Here's this uh, this contract here. Let me put this or this offer, this contract offer here. $133 million on a three-year fully guaranteed deal. Uh, but he laughs at it. This is him like airing dirty laundry on a previous offer, trying to, I think, tell people, oh, you're making fun of me because he's getting a lot of heat right now. Lamar's probably reading social media. Social media is tearing him to shreds saying, why don't you get an agent? You're completely oblivious to the situation. Why would you not get an agent? Uh, and then Lamar Jackson, you know, tweets this out to try and, I think, make himself look better. And he says, 133 for three years, fully guaranteed. Sad face, disappointed face, whatever. But I need an agent. Yeah, you need an agent, Lamar. You're proving that every single minute. How do you not think you don't need an agent? And not to mention, this is a fantastic deal. Like, could you up the the, the amount a little bit? Because this is 44.33 mil a year if you divide it by three. Like, does he deserve 45, 46? Sure, like, up it a little bit. But this is the kind of contract... He has mapped out in previous conversations and interviews where they've said, hey, do you even want a big term, long-term deal? 
and he's made it clear. I almost feel like I'd rather be franchise tag for three straight years, two straight years, whatever, and then sign a big contract. He said that before. Lamar Jackson was offered $133 million guaranteed for three years, and he said things like, oh, there were $100 million apart, painting a narrative as if the conversation's been five-year, six-year deal, not even close to Deshaun Watson's guaranteed money. This is $100 million apart because if you do the math, Lamar, it's three years, not the, the the longer extended five or six year deal where you would be at two hundred thirty million guaranteed. They don't want to give you two hundred thirty million guaranteed. They want to give you one hundred thirty three million guaranteed on three years. And if you don't want a five year deal worth two hundred fifty mil with one thirty three guaranteed, the team decided to shrink down the five year deal with the guaranteed money and shrink it straight down to the the nuts and bolts of the guaranteed part. They said you don't want a five year two fifty one thirty three guaranteed. How about a three year 133 guaranteed, forget the other two years, and just take that. Three years, go. Three years from now, he can go get an absolutely monstrous contract when the, then the salary cap goes up by 20%. But no, he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to do that. He, he's wanting to navigate this without an agent. He's creating a big mess for himself. This is not to say I'm not supportive of Lamar finding a job or that I think that teams would be crazy like the Washington Commanders or the Atlanta Falcons to not pursue Lamar Jackson as their starting quarterback. I firmly believe that is the only move for a couple of these clubs. I think the, the Raiders screwed up in massive fashion, massive fashion, uh, not going after, uh, not going after, uh, Lamar Jackson. That was that was one of the dumbest moves of the entire offseason, if I had if I had to say, because this Jimmy G um, situation. Let me put that right here because we're going to be talking about Jimmy G in a second. Jimmy G is not the answer. That is the worst the worst move the Raiders have have not done or done this offseason would be not going after Lamar Jackson and 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 literally feeling like oh well we're pressured. Because we don't know if we'll get Lamar or if he'll even want to play for us because we can't talk to an agent through back channels. And if we talk to him directly, we will be caught for tampering. We will be held accountable for tampering. So no one can talk to Lamar. No one can talk to him. An agent would take care of this. An agent would be able to to to, to figure this out. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. 56 of you in the room, hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. Clearly no one was notified. People are trickling in slowly on this one. I don't get it. Yeah, you know, we had 80 to 100 in here in the first two live streams, and now we're getting throttled back just a little bit because, I don't know, somebody thinks we're going live too much? I don't know. I'm not sure, but hit that thumb up button, and, uh, and, and hopefully YouTube, you know, lets you know on the next live stream. But we'll be live tomorrow uh, about 12, maybe noon, in preparation for this announcement, we'll get on here about an hour early, maybe 30 minutes early, and we'll sit here and we'll speculate, we'll conversate, we'll take phone calls, we'll talk about everything as we lead into the 1 p.m. announcement tomorrow where Aaron Rodgers will announce that he's a New York Jet at 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow on the Pat McAfee Show. We will be live for it. We will be live for it. You can sit right here uh, for that announcement. Um, Faithful Lee first in the building. Sam, appreciate you. Uh, Bud Smoker, appreciate you. Uh, let's see who else, uh, 49er Media, Jay Frake, Peanut Butter, and, and Jelly Time, Matt, and Jimmy, appreciate you, Big big Jim, file on in, dial in if you guys got a question, you want to talk Lamar, you want to talk uh, Aaron Rodgers, you want to talk something else, dial in. Call into the show, call, call, call into the show. And if you want to talk Jimmy, we'll talk Jimmy. 
We'll talk Jimmy. 49er Media, if you want to call in and talk Jimmy and how you think he's going to do well in Las Vegas because he'll probably defend the guy, feel free to dial in. Feel free to dial in. Um, D-Town says, I can't keep up with you, Smitty. I appreciate you. You can try. You can try to keep up with me. There's a lot of live streams to catch up on. This is the third of the day. Uh, but, you know, that's how we roll. Randall Cobb uh, being pursued as well by the, the New York Jets to try and make Aaron Rodgers feel at home. Uh, Cobb is reportedly a part of a deal that, that brings Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. That will be interesting. He'll probably be involved. He'll probably be involved somehow. Uh, Noah Brown signing with the uh, Houston Texans. Um, Dalvin Cook is potentially uh, available for trade, or at least in the conversations of, of some early, like, you know, uh, rumors. 80 of you in the building. Now we're filing in. Now we're, I know a lot of you didn't get notifications. I don't know what to tell you other than you need to be, you need to have your notifications turned on on my Instagram as well as my YouTube. Because if we go live six times or five times or even four times in one day, you're not going to get all the YouTube notifications because they'll throttle them back. They don't want to send out people four and five notifications because they think you don't want them. They think, oh, this is abnormal. We're not going to have this user turn their notifications off because they're getting bothered. But they don't understand the, the genre and the way this show is and what you guys like are, are, are subscribed for. But if you're subscribed on, on notifications on my Instagram, you go to my Instagram profile. So go to Instagram, thefantasyfootballshow.com. There's a, there's a bell icon at the top somewhere. Click that bell and turn all the notifications on. That way, when I go live on, on YouTube, I'll have a story poster alerted about saying, hey, I'm going live. There's a link right here. And you could just click it from Instagram. Boom. YouTube opens up. Uh, appreciate you, Avi. F- phone line's not working. I'm sorry, bro. Hold on. It's working. I just wasn't, uh, I wasn't looking at it. So it's open right now if you want to dial in. Dalvin Cook is potentially available for trade. And the Dolphins are monitoring the Dalvin Cook potential availability. And, and Dalvin Cook in Miami. Dalvin Cook... In Buffalo, Dalvin Cook in Cincinnati, uh, Dalvin Cook in all those locations would be pretty pretty sweet. Um, da- uh, Henry in e- any of those locations, Nick Chubb in any of those locations, Austin Eckler in Cincy, Buffalo, Philly, uh, the- Miami. Those are all amazing landing spots for Dalvin Cook. Um, that would be that would be quite something to see. Uh, Dalvin Cook landed in that in that uh, in that kind of environment. Uh, dial into the show. Now the phone lines are active. And call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. I know. I, I know. I got him up, and I'm looking at him. Okay, obviously. So if you want to dial in, if anybody wants to dial in, dial, dial, dial. Fallon says, "I think Falcons might scoop up uh, Clayus Campbell." What's up, Avi? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show, pal. All right, so I want to talk about Lamar. Um, I think he's the last. I mean, it's all about Rodgers right now, too, but I think Lamar is going to be the big turning point in fantasy this year where he goes because he can make everyone better around him. So depends, I'm de- interested to de- see where Lamar Depends where he goes. You know what I mean? Like, if he yeah. goes, let's say he goes to Tennessee. I think that's that's an upgrade. Uh-huh. Maybe oh. that's an upgrade over Baltimore. Maybe it's not. It just kind of depends what Tennessee does in the in the draft and free agency. But I think on its face, yeah. Tennessee could be worse than Baltimore, especially long term because Henry's got. If they yeah. trade for Lamar, or they sign into an offer sheet, let's say they sign to an offer sheet, and the Ravens decline it, and then the the Titans send two first rounders to 
the Baltimore Ravens, and then Lamar Jackson becomes a a Tennessee Titan. Then draft yeah. capitals sent over. They're not trading Henry anymore if they make that move. But they have like one year with Henry before he really, really drops off. And he could drop off halfway through the season. We don't even know. So Tennessee would be an awful place. If he goes to the Falcons, which is more unlikely now that they got Heineke on a pretty hefty 20 yeah. mil deal. So it kind of makes it a little bit less likely. Um, Washington with McLaurin and those those pretty decent runs. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. That's better than than Baltimore. Baltimore with a Quentin Johnston. Baltimore with a Jackson Smith and Jigba. Baltimore with a Zay Flowers. I'm more inclined yeah. to like Baltimore for the now if he gets one of those rookie wide receivers. And that's possible, especially if they trade up a little, if they end up you know, retaining Lamar through whatever, for whatever happens with this, this non-exclusive tag situation. And, and let's say they draft a receiver with that 22 pick. So Atlanta, yeah. he'd be to the to the moon. Uh, Miami, he, to the moon. Uh, oh, in yeah. Indianapolis, I mean, they're probably yeah. drafting a quarterback, but like that would be great. But he's he's probably not Wait, going there. Yeah, I agree. I think the I think the Washington's the best spot, or the Dolphins. But I don't think he's going to the Dolphins. The Titans would be a bad spot because it's the same running system. They're just gonna feed Henry. And they don't really have any receivers, so I would hate the Titans. That would be my least. Yeah, the Titans would be bad. They would. They wouldn't be great. Yeah. And the Dolphins, they can't be a possibility until after the draft because they have yeah. no. They have no first rounders. So they, they're 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 restricted from yeah. negotiating on the offer sheet. Uh, uh, they're already getting a lot of players. They're already yeah. Loaded. So, but but uh, you know, we'll we'll find. I think you're right. Like Aaron Rodgers is a big I'm, big piece of news right here. And once that's announced, Lamar. Lamar will be another big piece. Like those are equally polarizing yeah. moves, I think. But they're going to be the two big ones of the off season. I still think Miami I'm Mike, as I predicted, he'd go after Ramsey or a big defensive piece, and they did. They got Ramsey. They're not yeah. done yet either. Mike White wasn't the second big thing that I, I predicted <laughs> would happen. I think I think Miami Mike's still going to go get something or, or make some big move in the in the draft or whatever. Um. They could. Tyree Kill's in his prime like two more years. They know he's their best player. They're going all out right now. Uh, yeah, Brady's still an option midseason. I know Brady there would be so sick, honestly, like midseason. I love that pick. Yeah. It'd be, that'd be so I, I think San Francisco and Miami will. But, but the thing oh, with yeah. Mike White, though, I love that Mike White's now in Miami. And if Tua does go down, God forbid, and we're not wishing that for Tua, we're not celebrating yeah, yeah. it the moment he goes down, I kind of want Mike White to have the the reins. You know what I mean? I don't know if I want Brady to step on that reign on that parade. And I don't know, now that Mike White's there, I don't know <laughs> that the Dolphins would be like very eager to call up Tom Brady, whereas they would if they had you know, True. someone else that was, you know, Skylar Thompson or something, they'd be like, okay, get, get Brady yeah. on the phone. Now that Mike White signed and, he, and they're paying him a decent amount, oh, yeah. maybe they give him a shot and ugh, boy, I'm, I mean, we might even put him on the, the, the moon men list in like the corner, just as a, like a, <laughs> uh, uh, maybe an alternate, you know what I mean? Just, just because we did predict that the Miami dolphin quarterback, I think we got it on the satellite men right now. Satellite men. Yeah, see at the bottom. Space cadets in training. At the yeah. bottom, we've got the the Miami Dolphin QB. Now, granted, that QB is currently it's currently 
you know, Tua Tagovailoa, but I think that represents the 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 gut instinct and prediction that something else is going to transpire that's not Tua that's going to end up being, you know, a gem. So Mike White's potentially that guy right there, and and I, you know, we're not going to put him on the Moon Men list, I don't think, but I just like acknowledging that Mike White is he's in a real good spot. So like, if the Niners, let's say Purdy can't stay healthy, Trey Lance can't stay healthy. I think Tom Brady is an option, and that that would be scary too, if Tom Brady landed there because I don't know that I trust Shanahan with with Purdy and Trey Lance. I just don't. I just don't feel like I don't know. They got they got to improve the offensive line. They haven't done that yet. They still got a lot of time. They could do it through the draft, but I mean, they neglected it last year, and look what happened. Both quarterbacks went down, and people acted like it was, uh, you know, bad luck. Was it? Was it really bad luck, or was it not being prepared? What it was it? Having this strange scheme mixed with that unpreparedness. There's all kind of combination of stuff. Smitty, does Lazard move up in the rankings? Yeah, I mean, sure, sure. I, I probably should put him higher on my personal rankings and I you know, because he's very low. But we didn't, you know, we didn't know he's gonna be potentially landing in the number two role in New York, and that that, that amount of money pretty much guarantees him um, even if he played like in the slot or something. You know, uh, doesn't mean he wouldn't get starter volume, even if he's not listed as the number two wide receiver or something like that. But he he most certainly could be the second wide receiver listed opposite of Garrett Wilson. Kind of tough for, you know, these, these like, as much as I love Aaron Rodgers and as much as I defend him more than most people, there is that angle of, like, what is the, what's the, the feel around New York right now with Brees Hall? And Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore in the wide receiver room specifically. What's the feel when it's like, okay, Aaron Rodgers is bringing in his own people. Like, what is that? How does that feel? You know, from a from a uh, a Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore in wide receiver room perspective, are you like turned off by that? Are you sitting there going, does he not trust what he's coming into? Like, why is he got to bring his own guys in? And they're, they're, that's my position that he's bringing in. And they just signed for 44 mil. That's got to be hard for Garrett Wilson, who is playing his second year. He's on his rookie contract. He doesn't really he doesn't really have a choice. But to see a guy come in that you feel is much lesser, you're not even sure if you want him to start, you're Garrett Wilson. And you're thinking, Elijah Moore is my bro. Like, I, I don't I don't want this guy Lazard coming in. He's getting paid $44 million? $44 million, bro? All right. <laughs> uh... I don't want to hold you up on the phone line if other people want to call on, but All right. if Lamar, if he stays on the Ravens, hopefully they get Zay Flowers, like you said, or I'd hope he goes to Washington. Yeah. I think those would be. Hey, don't no forget, Titans. don't forget after the Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers stuff is done, guys, we got the draft, of course, right, in April. I know. But in March, <laughs> in March, March 22nd, CJ Stroud Pro Day. March 23rd, We've got uh, we got Young's pro day. March twenty fourth, we've got um, Levis's pro day, and then the thirtieth, we have uh, Anthony Richardson's pro day. So we got a lot of pro days on top of uh, <laughs> everything else. So I'm pretty pretty excited about everything that's on the on the docket. This is your time, Smitty. The off season, last off season was crazy, and looks like it's going to be that way again. Yeah, bro, this is my time to shine. We got we got 104 people in here. We got 104 people in here. We're we're averaging well over 80 to 120 people a show now. We're congruent, constantly in the in the live. I love all of you. I want you to know that that I love that you can come here to talk. You don't have to agree with me. You can call in and disagree with me if you want to. 
Um, having differing nope. opinions is good, but I want you to be able to be like, this news just happened. <laughs> Who's talking about it right now? This is your guy. I'm your guy. Nobody else <laughs> goes live literally around the clock on call. You know, it's like, I, yeah, I feel sure. like, th- I feel like we're doing God's work here. No, you're, you just love to open the opinion up for everybody and just talk football. Gotta love it. All right. Um, appreciate uh, you, Avi. Later. Yep. Yep. Dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. And if you want to argue with me on Jimmy G, feel free. You know, I, I understand that some of you believe in him. Some of you think he's a culture changer. But, but you can't really. This is like a burned down house. You're not going to be able to rebuild it. Okay. The Las Vegas Raiders are are going to be a very disappointing team in 2023. And the person I feel bad... Oh, there's two people I feel really bad for. Number one, Devontae Adams. Number two, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, who I've had... I've had, you know, not so kind things to say about him when he threatened his own fan base, you know, to fight him. And he wanted people to meet him at the stadium. And he was ridiculous one day when he said, you know, F fantasy, put a bird emoji up on his Instagram stories. And the funny thing is, is when you when you talk on your stories, 95% or 90% of it minimum, those are your people that follow you. You're not like putting a post out to Twitter world and it's just like out there in the open. Your, your followers see it, but it can be seen by anybody. Uh, on Instagram, your Instagram stories are essentially your own followers see that. And he puts a bird emoji right up and tells everybody to F off. These are his followers. And he says, F your fantasy, blah, blah, blah. People then went at him. They're like, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. We help pay your bill, you know, your salaries. You know, he's getting all pissed off. And I'm sure some people stepped over the line. But Jacobs then said, meet me at the stadium. He put the stadium address. He, it was crazy. And then he was told to take it down. And it was a real bad, bad look for Jacobs. So I went pretty hardcore a- after him. And then he blocked me on all social media because he didn't like the videos that I put up saying he should be ashamed of himself. And so I can't even see him on my on my on my my main accounts. So I can't even see Josh Jacobs. He blocked me, but uh, I'm not holding anything against him. I have no bias involved. I can take off that that hat and be completely unbiased. And I can tell you, coming from a perspective of somebody that that has had some bad words to say about that whole approach he had, I think I f- I feel very bad for Josh Jacobs to get franchise tagged into this situation when now is his moment. Uh, as Avi said, this is my time to shine here during free agency. I love it. This guy, Josh Jacobs, was a, a, a shining beacon of light for this Las Vegas Raider team. And he had his opportunity to go get the bag. And we're talking like a big three or four year contract for him. A lot of guaranteed money. I'm sure it would have been in the 30 or $40 million range. I'm sure he would have got about 14, 13, 14 million dollars per year. I'm sure at least, I would say at least like almost three of it would have been would have been guaranteed in terms of the amount of money. I'm sure something along those lines. This guy is getting paid a handsome amount of money, 10 mil on a franchise tag. No one's really feeling sorry for him, but at the same time, I feel a little bad that this guy is going to be shoved into this situation. Shoved into this situation, forced into it with the the prison tag is what players call the franchise tag. The prison tag into a bad environment. Why would you franchise tag Josh Jacobs, when you're bringing Jimmy G, what are you doing? You're not playing for the, you're not even playing for a a wild card spot, let alone the division win. You have no shot. 
You have zero shot to win the division. You have almost essentially zero shot of winning a wild card spot. Like near zero. Near zero. In fact, it's probably the best odds uh, in Vegas at this moment in time that they, that they they make the playoffs, let alone. I wonder what their winning a Super Bowl odds are going to be. 10 uh, plus 8 trillion? Like, this is a ridiculous, ridiculous build that they've got going on. Franchise tag Josh Jacobs. Uh, you got Devontae Adams on a big fat contract. You bring in Jimmy G. You 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 bring in Jacoby Myers. You send Waller packing. Now there's no solid tight end option. Is Moreau going to be the guy? I don't know. What are you going to do with the 100 overall pick now? Are you going to botch that? This is a disaster. This is a straight up disaster. The, the Las Vegas Raiders are going to crumble and fall apart right before our very eyes. And I just feel so bad for, for Adams. And if you own Adams and Jacobs and Dynasty... This is bad. You got you got to send them. You got to send them both packing. You can't hang on to, to Jacobs and Adams if you can get rid of them. Smitty is blocked by Josh Jacobs. He's laughing. Uh, Kevin, what's up, Kevin? My guy, smash that like button, says Mitch. Um, let's go ahead and do rapid fire. Rapid fire. No paragraphs. We're going to do it live. We're going to do it quick. I won't be able to get to everybody's uh, question, but let's go. It is time for the speed question and answer segment. Fire off your questions, and we're going to make this one a a five-minute question and answer session. Let's go. Five minutes. The timer starts right now. Fast questions. No paragraphs. If it's more than one and a half lines, I'm probably skipping it. So let's roll. Okay. Uh, First question or comment is just Chargers, Bills are all going to fall apart. Watch. I don't know about the Bills, bro. The Bills aren't falling apart. I highly, highly, highly doubt that. Uh, Adams has demanded a trade. Uh, he hasn't officially demanded a trade, but Adams is probably not very happy. Um, Adams is not happy at all, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Eckler, landing spot. Uh, I think the the Bills or the Bengals or the Eagles would be interesting. Do I think he goes anywhere else? I don't really, I don't really know where, that I see a, a place where he would go. You, you got to be. You got to think you're gonna you're gonna be a contender, right? Um, there there are a lot of spots, but I think the Bengals would be very interesting, bro. Very very interesting. So with the Bills, Eckler a good fit for the Bears. That's another good location. The Bears I'd be interested as as well in, in that in that transpiring. Where do you think Lamar will end up? I kind of have a gut feeling that Washington's in play. Uh, Tennessee unfortunately will be in play. I feel like Washington's in play. I feel like uh, those are two potential spots. Mixon stock with uh, P. Ryan in Denver. Um, Mixon is likely a cap casualty at some point. There's a lot of talk about releasing him. So I think the, 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 that's why the Bengals are interested potentially in acquiring a Dalvin Cook, uh, acquiring a Derrick Henry, acquiring a, a player like that, or redrafting a Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker I can see in a Bengals uniform. I don't know why I'm kind of predicting him to p- potentially land there. Atlanta or Washington? Um, yeah, Atlanta. They Atlanta signing Heineke to a pr- a pretty substantial backup running back contract makes me feel like they're they're a little bit farther away from maybe going after Lamar now. But you never know. You know, having backup quarterbacks is not not a not a bad thing. Is Aaron Jones a top ten running back next year without a Rod? Um, I think Jordan Love will do pretty well with him, but I think Aaron Jones is going to step in his own way. And, and he kind of ha- he had a good year, relatively good year. Like I didn't even remember how good of a year he had until we looked at the stats. I'm like, wow, he did actually have a good year, Aaron Jones. I would say if he still got it, if the legs still have enough 
uh, if he doesn't have too much wear and tear, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers' departure will actually hamper him as much as we initially thought. I think Jordan Love will be competent enough and will try and lean on him as a safety blanket. But I fear that potentially Father Time's catching up, but I think he's got a shot at top 10 running back numbers. He's pretty attract attractive uh, late running back grab as you're like running back two if you're building early at wide receiver and tight end and quarterback and you kind of circle around for your running back two very late. He's a very good pick. Does Darnold change things in San Francisco? Darnold? Does Darnold change anything? Darnold is garbage, bro. Darnold is garbage. Um, he's a good backup of backups, like third string. He's a good backup of backups. Sure. And, and, and like a game, like one game situation where like your quarterback goes down with a concussion and he's going to be out for maybe one more game. So a game and a half. And you got to plug in Darnold for half of the game that the quarterback went down and start Darnold for one more game while your quarterback recovers from the concussion protocol. Like, that's what Darnold's good for. Darnold's not winning you multiple games in a row. Uh, and he's trying to keep you afloat. A.J. Dillon's season? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, I think he's going to have, like, a, a, a Tony... I don't want to see Tony Pollard's season because Tony Pollard's season was amazing. But in that, you'll see, like, versions of him and, and, and get big doses of him. And then the situation, like, Zeke Elliott kind of crowded the, the running back room and clogged it up so much that you ended up having a lot less Pollard than you wanted. So I think Dylan will show us like nice flashes and then and then he'll kind of vanish because of Aaron Jones's usage. But they might get in each other's ways, which which is why I'm kind of like not super enamored by the idea of accumulating Green Bay Packer running backs right now unless they're very late in a draft. And Dylan sometimes goes very very late, so it just it just depends on underdog fantasy and we're going to draft tonight around midnight promo code smitty uh i'm going to drop the link in the live chat we're going to be going live let's reset the timer and do another five minutes of speed round uh but i'm going to drop the link real quick underdog fantasy promo code smitty get get that click that link um it's in the description as well we'll be going live tonight uh doing some drafts and and if you don't sign up now by clicking that link you're going to miss out um so daniel jones let's go another five minutes daniel jones top 12 with waller i think he's borderline like 12 to 15. Like, do, do I think he'll finish 10, 11, 12? Probably not, but he could. He could definitely be a guy that surprises, like, kind of to a surprise. You know what I mean? So I, I very much feel like Danny, Danny Dimes already kind of surprised. He already did kind of what Tua did. He just had this weird, crazy good year considering what we thought and what we expected out of Danny Dimes. But but I do believe, I, I do believe Danny Dimes is borderline 12, 13, 14 for sure with Waller and just the fact that he runs so much. You know, running quarterbacks are, are a lot more valuable. Uh, Torres celebrating six months. Waller, congrats. Torres, appreciate you. Waller is a top five tight end in the, as a giant. If he can stay healthy, yes. If he can stay healthy. Staying healthy is his one uh, weakness, his kryptonite. Um, McNulty says, thoughts on Barkley for 2023. Darren Waller was a fantastic acquisition that now keeps defenses even a little bit more honest. So give me Barkley all day long as a running back one we're talking 12 13 turn gold like gold that's great that's great value if you're getting him at the like the late first round early second round that's fantastic territory for Barkley wouldn't he be I wouldn't even be shocked if Barkley climbed into like number seven or eight overall in the coming months when we start mock drafting Brees Hall numbers if he stays healthy um yeah uh 1300 yards 1400 yards rushing um, maybe 12 or 13 his first year back. 10 touchdowns on the ground. 
Um, hopefully 300 or so, 350 receiving yards, maybe another touchdown or two, maybe 30, 40 receptions. Hopefully we get you know a big season out of him his first season back, and then he takes the, the next year by storm as well. Thoughts on Jimmy Ward to the Texans? I think it's fitting. You know, we, we, we've been seeing uh, a lot of the former Niner coaches. Uh, it's a lot. We've seen uh, Mike McDaniel take a lot of Niner players. And Jimmy Ward, that's a huge loss for the Niners. So that, that's a devastating blow. But the Niners have more than made up for it on defense. But the Niners do need to address offensive line because they have not made up for it. Uh, lost to McGlinchey and all that stuff. So they need to start getting on top of that. And twice on Sunday, says uh, Cameron. I don't know what that was referring to, but I appreciate you. Thoughts on Mike uh, McGlinchey to the Broncos. Fantastic move. Fantastic move. Um, no offense. Uh, yeah, no uh, no offense to Brees. Love him, but can't trust him early on in the year coming off the ACL. We need a legit backup. Uh, Corey, I, I think you're going to feel a lot better as Brees Hall shows that he's a, a one of the outliers to the recovery process. He's so young. He's so young. His style of play, um, he, he runs very much over his knees. Uh, not, not a guy likely to tear his ACL, to be honest with you, with his running style. Um, he just got hit. And it was it was a bad situation. You can't you can't ever prevent an ACL tear when you get hit a certain way. But I think he's very much the type of player and the the youthfulness of him, his work ethic, his his. I, I just see him at his age. Um, we've very rarely seen a player in their rookie season tear their ACL when they were about to become a top one to five running back, or they were actually already transitioned into a one to five running back talent wise. So this will be the youngest recovery that we've seen in a long time from somebody that had had that positioning, one to five running back value. Not a prospect. Uh, Dalvin Cook tore his ACL really, really early as well. That was probably the most similar comparison. He did have a bad first year back because he struggled with hamstring injuries, but he's a more injury-prone player. Um, but but yeah, compensation injuries oftentimes can follow that first year back. So if Brees Hall had a hamstring injury at some point during the year and he missed a game or two, wouldn't shock me. Uh, unfortunately, those those compensation injuries happen a lot. Brees better talent than Adrian Peterson. I don't know if I'd go that far. I think uh, I think Adrian Peterson is probably one of the best running backs talent wise we've ever seen play the game. So I would never compare anybody to Adrian Peterson. That isn't to say Brees Hall couldn't have an amazing career that maybe wasn't as long as AP's because running backs don't last as long, but just as a different career that you'd, you'd almost can't compare the two and what they do. But I, I wouldn't go as far as to say anybody's ever beating Adrian Peterson um, and what he did and what he's accomplished. But I love Brees Hall as a top one to four running back in, in 2023, and he's a top one or two running back in, in dynasty fantasy football. A-Rod got his boys signed. Time to retire. Uh, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> JCIM, if he wanted to get Lazard a job, he wanted to get Randall Cobb a job, he, and then he just retires. He's like, I did my I did my good deed. You guys enjoy your bank. Uh, zero chance he retires, says Bob, Rob. I, I agree. It's all, the, He's just joking, but it's all, it's all mapped out, bro. It's all ready to go. We put the puzzle pieces together. Trey Wingo nailed it from the from the start, and, and, and Ian Rappaport was really, really upset about it. Now, Ian Rappaport has uh, McAfee stepping on his turf, and now uh, he is set to announce this uh, this announcement or having the platform to have it announced. We'll be here live tomorrow, about an hour or so before the 1 p.m. Aaron Rodgers announcement, and we will be we'll be covering it live. So you want to make sure you're here. Would I trade Devontae Smith for Eckler in Dynasty? 
I'd probably, God, that's a tough one because, you know, Devontae Smith is just getting started and Eckler's on his decline year potentially. But, like, I feel like you could get more. Like, I almost would be tempted to get Eckler, play him for four weeks, and then trade him, you know, after four weeks. Or I'd be tempted to acquire him and trade him in the offseason. But, I mean, Devontae Smith's a, a monster. I love him in, in PPR. I love him in Dynasty. And, and A.J. Brown's got a lot of knee issues, so the safest play is probably Devontae Smith. But that might be hard for redraft people to hear. If you don't understand Dynasty, it's going to sound crazy. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did he just say Devontae Smith versus Eckler? It's a very, very different uh, different thing when you're talking about Dynasty. Raiders, uh, plus 40,000 40, to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> or plus 4,000. Is it plus 4,000 or plus 40? <laughs> it feels like it should be 40,000, my guy. 4,000? It's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than 4,000. That's crazy. It should be 40,000. Yeah, Ben just said it. It should be 40,000. I don't understand that's 4,000. Um, I, I wish you could bet against it. You know, have to bet like 10 grand to make a dollar. You know, I, I wish I could do that. Or in this case, four, you know, 4,000. I bet $4,000 to make a dollar on that. <laughs> I think I would. I got bet. I think I bet. I think I put down four, four thousand. I put down. I I triple quadruple that just to make make lunch. Like what? What the, to make to win the Super Bowl? Um. Yeah, beat Raiders turf war. The Las Vegas Raiders are going to the dumpster fire in 2023. Waller and Carr gone. Uh, look, Waller and Carr escaped this this disaster that's unraveling before our very eyes. Appreciate you all. Let's do it. We haven't done fantasy football court in a while. It's time for fantasy football. Court! 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 court. Court is in session, ladies and gentlemen. Hit your boy Smitty with the topic. I am here to rule over said conversation, problem, uh, potential league situation. If you've got one, those work really well for Fantasy Football Court. If you would like your question answered, please address your honor appropriately. And please have that in your question so I know you're asking said question of your honor. And I will 100% do my best to get to all the questions I see Court is in session. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's say 4K or 40K, still free money, says Sam. Agreed. Agreed. So if anybody would like their, their question answered, let's go. Mixon uh, and Camara's worst nightmare. Fantasy football court. That's correct. Worst nightmare. Topic at hand. Derek Henry, Derek Henry landing spot. I, I think... I think... Buffalo. If he's going to go anywhere, I think Buffalo. The phone lines are also open if anybody would like to call in their fantasy football court order. I'm going to say Buffalo. Um, the cards are 20,000. So how are the Raiders? The Raiders have to be 40,000. Someone said 4,000, but they have to be 40,000. If the Cardinals are 20,000, how are the Raiders not? The Raiders... Yeah, I, I guess. I guess because of Kyler. That's crazy, though. Smitty, do you think... Jonu Smith, do uh, do you think about Jonu Smith doing Falcons? What is this saying? Let's have this read for us. This is this is too much work for your boy Smitty. I I'm an honor. I'm your honor. I don't read. 
AC Smitty, what do you think about Johnny Smith doing Falcons? Do doing Falcons? What are we talking about? This is a family show, AC. What are we what are we saying here? Uh do I think do I think he hurts Kyle Pitts value? No, Jonu Smith can't stay healthy for the life of him, bro. Lazard's value. Wide receiver 4-5 material in fantasy until he proves otherwise. Uh, but upside. Smitty, you're honored. This is the kind of respect that I was expecting here in the court uh, the court of Smitty. Smitty, your honor. Help settle this debate. Eagles or Niners winning the NFC? If the Niners had gone after Lamar, if the Niners get Tom Brady to pick up the phone in in uh, in October, you know when when injuries strike or whatever, I think the Niners would be hard to beat. And that defense is super good. It's re it's going to be just as good, if not better, or at least as good last as last year. It really is going to be phenomenal. Problem is, you've got a lot of turmoil and change constantly at the quarterback position. And the Eagles have Jalen Hurts. The Eagles are, yes, they've lost some people, but they've also retained some key pieces, and they have the 30 pick and the 10 pick overall and the rest of the draft and the rest of free agency to make power moves. So I'm going to say the Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl in 2023. But it's going to be close, and that might be the NFC Championship game to, to, to make sure I'm making it abundantly clear when people think, oh, he's... He's a hater. I'm not. I, I'm basically saying the Niners have a strong shot. A strong shot. They have a strong shot at being the NFC uh, in the NFC Championship game. However, I may change my mind and, and I might I might I might select a, a crazy a crazy twist to it. I think I already have on a couple a couple of occasions. In fact, if I'm looking at the um, let's see here. So we got the Eagles. The Chicago Bears winning the division. Eagles winning the division. The Chicago Bears winning the North. The Saints winning the South. The Niners winning the West. You got Seattle. You got you got uh, you got the Lions, the Packers, the Vikings all vying for wild card spots. The Cowboys, the Giants. I'm gonna say the the Eagles face off against the Niners or the Bears. I I, tr I truly think the Bears are going to take the NFL by storm. In 2023, and before you laugh at your your honor, remember you're in a, a court of law right here, a court of fantasy football law, and you shouldn't be laughing at the judge. It's not appropriate. Number one, number two, your honor got laughed at when he said the same thing about the Bengals two years ago. He said the same thing about the Bengals, and everybody laughed your honor out of uh, their chat, their conversation, their comment section. I got a lot of heat for that one. And let's just say that this uh, Chicago Bear one's looking better by the day. Three days ago, it was laughed at hardcore. Two days ago, not as much. Today, barely laughed at at all. Uh, depends on McLaurin's QB. I don't know what the context is here, Rob. I don't understand. Your Honor, do you think... Your Honor, do you think Bijan Robinson... Nick, I love you, pal, but I don't know what this means. Your Honor, do you think Bijan Robinson? What am I reading here? What am I reading here, Nick? When you prepare something for the court, you must make sure you use proper grammar. You have it typed out properly. You use appropriate 
punctuation? What am I supposed to do with this, Nick? Ron Navy in the court. A little loud in the back. Where's Ada at? I don't know. Do I look like Ada's keeper? I'm I'm running a court here. He said McLaurin or DJ Moore. Are you his representation, Rob? Are you speaking for him? If so, then I will dress I will dress you. I believe that DJ Moore. I kind of like what I saw earlier. Depends on his quarterback. <laughs> Not to steal his affidavit, but I I I think it does depend. If McLaurin had Lamar, let's go let's go McLaurin. If McLaurin's dealing with the current quarterback setup, Sam Howell, who I like, but we don't really know if the team believes in him. We don't know what he's going to essentially do. Uh, I'm going to go with DJ Moore. For now, for now, but that's very subject to change. Uh, we might have an appeal. We might have an appeal on this later. You can bring it up to the appeals fantasy court, and we can change it to McLaurin if something happens with Lamar and there's new evidence that gets submitted. Uh, Angus, completely different. I don't know what that's about. I think Bijan Robinson, I don't know what that's about. Uh, Your Honor, Your Honor, I'm only going to read questions to say Your Honor because I don't, you guys are chatting in between and that's great. I love that you communicate, but I, I obviously am picking the wrong questions here. But Your Honor, the champions of the offseason rarely pan out uh, to be that team. The Bears still have a lot to prove. Um, I don't know that, Sean, I would necessarily take this as a, a uh, be-all, end-all to predicting whether a team's going to do good. Using history of the likelihood of the who decides who had a good offseason. Keep in mind that no one loved the Jets draft in offseason for some reason. People still clowned on the Jets, and the Jets are turning things around. It does take a year or two to develop. The Bears could take another year, but I don't think so, bro. I think they're bringing in the right talent. Poles is not done. I think Poles is doing a fantastic job. Ryan Poles is an amazing GM. He's making moves left and right. And I think the Bears aren't done. I wouldn't be shocked that the Bears got Hopkins. I wouldn't be shocked that the Bears, who have the number nine overall pick, Sean, they have the number nine overall pick, and they may take Bijan. They may take Jackson Smith and Jigba. So this could change very, very quickly. Everything we think we know about the Bears right now, the Bears need time. Uh, that's going to change as they continue on and march on through the offseason because their offseason is not even halfway done. It's not even halfway done. I, I, I think the Bears, I don't even care about what history says, that the odds are that they, doesn't matter. It's case by case. The Bears are the Bears. The Bears don't have anything to do with last year or the year before or the history of it or what, what, what people project, what people, the accuracy of projecting stuff from the offseason. I don't care. Case by case, my guy. Case by case, but I appreciate you. Alex says, Your Honor, if Eckler is traded, do you believe the Chargers could go after Bijan? I do, if he fell. But I don't know if he falls to 21, but he could fall to 21. Him and the new uh, Kellen Moore offense would be unreal in Dynasty. It would be pretty nice if Bijan went to, let's say they trade Eckler for a second and a third round pick or something, and they do good good with that. You know, they, 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 they find even like a, I don't know, you could you could you could address a bunch of different positions, but they also need to try and go after a wide receiver. This is what I would do. You want to know what I would do? Hear hear me now. Hear me now. Your Honor's speaking. If I was the Chargers and I could get my hands on Bijan, let's say, I would trade Austin Eckler for a second round and third round pick. I would turn 
one of those picks, you'd obviously try using the third rounder. Maybe couple it with another third round. But it, but if you have to use the second rounder, you go get DeAndre Hopkins. Who doesn't think a Bijan and DeAndre Hopkins mix-up wouldn't be amazing for the Chargers? You use Eckler to get Hopkins. You use the pick you have to draft Bijan. And now you have yourself a monster squad. Hopkins catching footballs from Herbert. I would absolutely take the Chargers to the Super Bowl if I was able to control the situation. Why teams aren't aggressive like Miami Mike? This is why I like Miami Mike so much. Other than, I mean, we don't look alike, but other than that, I feel like I'm looking myself in the mirror when it comes to the aggressive nature of the man. This guy goes out and does things that I would do. I would 100% turn Eckler into a wide receiver like that in that context. I would 100%. I mean, look at Swavy agrees. Swavy says absolutely. It would be fire. I would take the Chargers to the promised land in half of a season. I would get it. I would get it underway. Maybe we have enough time after we got it all together, firing on all cylinders, to to make a, a little wild card run because it's going to be hard to win that division with KC there. But you make a wild card run. You grab a wild card spot. You got Bijan firing on all cylinders. You got Hopkins hopefully healthy, and you turned. Eckler into Hopkins and more. That's what I would do. If you had a chance to get Bijan Robinson, Eckler's on his decline. Hopkins is also on his decline. Why not swap out uh, the position and go into 2023 with one of the most scary offenses you could you could dream up? Your Honor, Zachariah Charbonnet to the moon. Get Charbonnet. Pop open a nice bottle of Charbonnet. boy all right court is out of session dismissed what are we at we're at the 5 p.m show we'll probably just go into the 5 p.m show at this point we'll probably just i don't know if we'll dip in like a half hour into that show and then maybe call it sooner i don't know we'll just see we'll go with the flow uh phone lines are open let's do phone lines Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. We can also play the Boomer Bus game. So if you guys want to play this game, toss out two or toss out a player, Boomer Bust, controversial player, not somebody like Joe Burrow or whatever. Toss out a, a controversial name, and your boy Smitty will discuss Boomer Bust. And I'll force myself to go in one direction or the other. I will not try and cut corners. Very often there might be a situation where I say uh, I can't answer this question. But I'll do my very best to force the issue. So let's go. Uh, Cooper Cup. Or no, uh, who was it? Amari Cooper I think I saw. Amari Cooper. If I had to predict Boomer Bus for Amari... Will he be bossed or fire? I'd probably say he had a good year last year, to be honest. But if I had to pick one direction, Smitty says bust. I I just don't know that I I I trust the the situation. I don't know that I trust Cleveland. I don't know that I trust Deshaun Watson. So if I had to pick one side, I'd have to have to go uh, in that direction. This is a good one here. Uh, this is B Rob. B Rob. I wish I could say. 
Will he be bossed or fired? Smitty says bust. I love the way he runs. Aggressive. Uh, feels like they want to believe in him and trust in him and give him the job, but um, I, I just don't get the vibe that a it's gonna it's gonna be a one man show there. B I just I just don't have a good feeling about it. There's not much more I can say than than that. But I do think uh, I do think he's got potential, and I do love the way he runs the ball. Uh, Derek Carr. Will he be bossed or fire? I'm going to say more along the lines of fire. I'm going to say more along the lines of fire. I don't necessarily think he'll be a top five quarterback, but I think this is kind of like the Tua situation or the Danny Dimes situation. A lot of people are going to undervalue Carr. He's not going to be anybody's starting quarterback. He'll be a a super flex uh, monster as a second quarterback. He'll be a best ball, amazing QB two for people in best ball. And and I think if your quarterback went down and you had Derek Carr in your roster, you're going to be fine. He's going to produce like eight to twelve quarterback numbers, and given the expectation level, um, no problem, Nick. Don't you never have to apologize on the show, bro. I'd probably say, uh, yeah, I'd probably say I'd say Carr's uh, Carr's more fire than bust. Uh, DeAndre Swift, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Will he be bust or fire? If I've got to pick a direction, how are we going to count on him? Smitty says bust. How are we going to count on a guy that they talk, they continuously talk down about? They continuously tell us they're going to limit his... Like you'd think if, if, if let's say we came out of last year where he completely busted on us. And he did. He, he completely busted. Let's say we came out of 2022 and we started hearing things like from, from this Lions staff. I absolutely... Can't wait for you all to see a healthy Swift, and we're gonna feed him like a like a like a monster. This guy's gonna get Zeke Elliott, you know, from the olden days type meals. If I heard that, I would hit this button. I would, Smitty. but be, because they're already Smitty says bust talking about limiting him, like they've literally said in this off season. Yeah, um, paraphrasing here, we're gonna go ahead and limit him in 2023. Did you did you not already limit him? What do you mean limit Swift in 2023? What does limiting him look like if last year wasn't limiting him when he was even healthy enough to be on the field? I don't even know what limiting is going to look like. Um, Mahomes, come on, sports talk. I'm not putting Mahomes on this list. Um, Lazard. I, I don't know. It depends on the, the entry level. You know what I mean? Lizard, 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 the lizard. Let's do this. Do I like Alan Lazard, the lizard man? Um, he might be okay. One second. Smitty says bust. I don't know. I mean, like, what are we expecting? If we're saying he's going to be a wide receiver 3-4, then... 
I, Smitty says fire. I don't know that we're gonna like put fire, attach fire to his name. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna be, he could be decent. He could definitely be decent. We know the rapport is there. That's the only. That's the only thing. Um, I don't know that I want to put a. Uh, this might be one of those ones where I don't feel comfortable putting a bust next to him. Smitty says bust. But I certainly don't know that I could. I think he's one of those guys. He's one of the very few that I'd be like. I, I don't think it fits. Neither. Neither label fits. A Jones. Um, at his late cost of entry. Will he be bossed or fire? Smitty says fire. More likely to be fire than bust at his cost of entry. If I had, if I had to guess, if I had to guess. Um, Damian Pierce is a good one. Will he be bust or fire? I can't put, I can't put bust. Smitty says fire. I do believe that we need to be worried about the draft. Um... If the Texans end up escaping this, you know, this first round without, or if Pierce escapes the first round without seeing the Texans draft an RB at that 12 spot, then Pierce is set up for success. So I'm going to go ahead and predict. Smitty says fire. That he escapes it, you know. I, I, I like him a lot. Um, let's go with uh, Jameson. That's a good one. Jameson. Will he be bossed or fire? Uh, Jameson Williams, I'm going to say more likely. Smitty says fire. More likely fire than bust, but he also is somebody that I, I don't know is going to have the year people want. Um, I think he'll show flashes of what we wanted him to show last year. And everybody was so amped about him late in the season, and I tried to warn everybody that his ACL recovery was way too late in the, you know, the the off season for him to be even remotely close to full speed. By the time he came back and was ready, it was being ready to be eased in. And so I, I tried to warn everybody who who thought they were going to get a wide receiver three or two out of this guy, but maybe what people thought he was going to do at the tail end of uh, of last year, he'll do like week four or five. He'll start he'll start off sporadic, I think. Because St. Brown's the guy. But like maybe mid-season we start getting confused as to who's the guy. And I hate saying that about St. Brown. I love him. But like Jameson's that good. But Jameson's going to need about half a year of playing on it. So uh, it's, a, it's a good question though. Jameson's a very, very good one. Javante. Um, I'm not going to push, push the button on this one. I, I a good conscience I can't, I can't put... I can't put uh Aaron Rod Aaron Rodgers uh <laughs> there's some of that that that's that that Russell uh, uh tweet uh Javante Williams I'm going to say he's no neither a bust nor a, a fire I think he's probably going to start off really slow if not on the PUP even though we've been hearing things about him potentially being ready for week one we have heard that he could start on the pup 
he had a much more uh, devastating injury than uh, Brees Hall had. He had, you know, the MCL issue on top of, or the LCL, the LCL, on top of the ACL. And so there's there's some concern there. You know, there's two two healing pieces of, of the knee healing, two different ligaments. So I feel like uh, until we hear he's ahead of schedule, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic on Javante. So I'm not going to I'm not going to push the button on that. Harris Najee Harris that's a really good one. Najee, let me put let me put Najee because you might think I mean Damian. Najee, Najee Harris, boomer bust. Oh boy. Will he be bust or fire? I kind of like Najee a little bit this year. He just I I feel a little worried trusting him though. I don't know that I trust him. You know, I think part of it is because he hasn't bounced back yet, you know, so I'm a little hesitant to trust him. But part of me is like, how do I trust this guy yet until he proves it? So while I, I'm not going to say bust, I'm going to probably pu- push the fire button here. I want to make it very clear that I'm not investing high. This is like at a, at a very low, you know, over uh, undervalued territory. If he climbed into like the high round two territory, I'd be out and I'd probably hit the fire button. But I'm going to say Najee... Smitty says fire. I'm going to say Najee more fire than bust, but but I, I don't feel great about it if he climbs too high. Um, let's see here. Ramondre. Bill Belichick always does things you don't expect. I'm going to go. Will he be bust or fire? I'm going to say Bill, says fire. Bill probably drafts some rookies or a rookie running back. But hopefully it's nobody threatening Stevenson's amazing grasp on the, the PPR and rushing game. This guy is a dual threat beyond dual threats. Uh, it could be a monster in the PPR department. If, if, let's say, they have any success at all and they run, 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 and that's how they defense and run, and let's say Zappy comes in or... Or Mac impresses. I just I think Mac's losing his job. I think Mac is garbage. Uh, then then I have more faith in Stevenson, but I'm a little fra- afraid of what had transpired at the end of the year, where he's fumbling the ball and he he was he was he initiated that lateral situation where the Raiders, you know, picked off a bunch of laterals when they could have just tied the game, went into overtime, and he just was a, in a bunch of bad spots. And I don't know if he's in the doghouse still or if that's you know not going to affect him at all. But I'd say for now, I would say give, give me give me fire, uh, Darren Waller. Um, I don't know he's either fire or bust. I'm not going to press the button on this one because I don't think he he qualifies as one or the other. I think he's got to stay healthy. Big red flag. But uh, if he stays healthy, he could be more along the lines of fire and a top tight end, top ten, top five tight end. Uh, but he has such trouble staying healthy. I'm going to go ahead and say he's an equal mix of both. And I don't want to I don't want to force the issue and make you think I like somebody more or less than I do. Uh, Trey Lance, God, I, I hate to do this, but do you trust Shanahan? I Will don't. Will he be bossed or fire? I don't trust Shanahan. I think he's setting up Trey for failure. Smitty says bust. I hate saying that. If you're watching us right now and you say, Smitty, I've heard you talk about Trey in a positive way before, then you're you're not paying attention to what I'm saying. I'm saying that, that I don't trust Shanahan to do the right thing, and I think he's sabotaging this guy. Uh, Cooper Cup is a fantastic one. Won't take long for me to hit the button on Will this one. Be or fire? Because the man is going to bounce back and have a really Smitty nice says fire. season. This is uh, Cooper Cup. We'll put Cup. What am I doing? Cooper Cup. 
Barkley, um, I think you guys know my, my take on Barkley in this entering this season. Uh, Barkley's a total smash. Mitty says fire. With, with Waller in town, defense is kept just a little bit more honest. Uh, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. All right, let's hit the phone line. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Um, we will have a lot of news tomorrow. I don't know if we're going to have much more breaking news today or tonight. So I don't know if we'll be doing some kind of live breaking news show between now and when we draft. If we do, there's a potential we don't draft if I have to do another live stream. But if we have no breaking news or it's very small, I'll wait for the, the, the midnight live. But we're going to be going live on the on the channel here at midnight. I'll probably do a Dynasty show as well. Um, make sure if you guys want to draft with me tonight, though, at midnight, you click that link I just dropped in the live chat. And you also uh, make sure you know it's in the description of every video if you do miss it. So draft with us tonight. What's up, Ron? You're live. Hey, what's, what's up? up? Yo. Hey, they, they did report that Javante's jogging now, so that's a good sign. Yeah, until he's like ahead of schedule, though, like I just I'm just treading lightly because we've heard that he'll be on the PUP. We've heard he could be ready for week one. Um, yeah. jo- jogging's good, but you know we'll see. We'll see setbacks. There's always setbacks. And... I well, I asked I asked during the court, but I don't think he saw the question. Um, with um, Andy Dalton being signed by the Panthers. Do you think that makes them more likely to take a risk and take Richardson as their number one pick? Mm, I, I mean, I guess you could look at the backup quarterback as a, a decisioning, decisioning factor, but I think ultimately they're taking the guy they want regardless. I think he's definitely in play for the, for the Panthers. I think the narr- the, the, the fact that, you know, Cam Newton was his idol, and and he mirrored his game off Cam. It's just such a story I could see unraveling, or not unraveling, playing out. Um, so I, I definitely think that they that they potentially could take him. But I do hear a lot of Bryce Young is still the number one overall quarterback, and to a, on a lot of people's boards. So and and a lot of people think Carolina loves Bryce Young. I kind of wish, I kind of hope Bryce Young goes there. I, I, I know that uh, everyone's worried about his size, but I don't know that I want... Houston, it wouldn't be bad. And they're really building something there. I really think that Houston's a really exciting organization moving forward. I, I really feel like they've got everything you know moving in the right direction. Amazing GM. Casario's great. He's done all the right moves. Uh, I, I, I think... Uh, D'Amico Ryans is very, very, very loved right from the jump, and and he's a player's coach, and this is so cool to see how they welcomed him too. But they're doing all the right things. They got Ward. Defense is going to be better. I, I guess I just you know he, they need a wide receiver, but guess what, man? What what if they take Bryce Young and at twelve they take Jackson Smith and Jigba? Like that's the part that I love about the Texans. If they whatever quarterback goes to the Texans. Probably is the best option. I mean, because you're probably getting a wide receiver. I imagine the Texans are getting a wide receiver with this quarterback. That's my. That's what I would do. Well, they, they just signed two 
two veterans, so older older guys, so they need something new there. You know what I would do though, to be honest with you? If if I was the Texans and I took Bryce Young, I would take Jackson Smith and Jigba because he's a precise route runner. Um he would be a phenomenal choice for Bryce Young. If I took let's say Bryce Young goes number one overall and you took Anthony Richardson, I may actually take Quentin Johnson with that 12 pick because he's a big bodied guy with a massive wingspan that could catch maybe an errant pass or two until this guy works on his accuracy. And it would be very easy for, for Anthony Richardson to locate him on the field and throw to him. And and I think that have a really, really good rapport. He's almost like a tight end in a way, you know, safety blanket type of player. So I think Richardson paired with Quentin Johnston would be amazing. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba paired with uh, either Stroud or Bryce Young would be amazing. Like that, that would be crazy, you know, especially pairing, you know. Yeah, that would be crazy. But, but, but I do believe Houston is in the best spot. Like the Houston Texans look bad right now. Who's their quarterback? Ron, they've got nobody. Who's their wide receivers? I don't know. I mean, they're they're not exciting. They're not exciting. You could say Noah Brown. I don't care about that. Who are their receivers? No one. No one electric. No one long term. You know. So they seem like a bad spot right now. But people don't like forward think. If you've got Bryce Young and Jackson Smith and Jigba, and you got Damian Pierce, all of a sudden, one year from today, this is a competitive team. Like it, it, they could they could destroy it though. What if they they take like a defensive player at twelve, they draft uh, Bryce Young, they don't support him. You Those know, were... I, something told me that there are so many like you know you only got a, a few offensive guards that are that they're gonna go early, and you got a bunch of defensive pieces out there. I just don't see the receivers going that high. In this in this draft, I I, I know what you're saying, in it, but I, I don't see a receiver going until maybe later on in the first round. Like where? Well, I mean, maybe after the twentieth, twentieth around twenty or after. I, I don't know. That, that, that's that, that's really late. That's really yeah, late. Yeah, who are you going to take? You got four to five quarterbacks coming off in the probably the, the top ten picks, right? So that's already five picks gone. You got two like elite offensive guards, and you got the elite CBs and the defensive players. So, and a lot of these teams need defense. So where where are they going to fit a receiver in anywhere in there? Well, you know, Houston, I, I don't. I mean, yeah. I'm totally wrong. I mean, ba- the I Bears totally can take the Bears can take Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, Fields wants that. The the Houston Houston Texans could take a wide receiver. So there's two spots right there. Um, a lot of people say Pittsburgh might look that direction. I don't know that they will, but no. Seattle well, Seattle at twenty wouldn't let Quentin Johnston or well they probably want. They probably want to Zay Flowers or Jackson Smith and Jigba over 
over Quentin Johnson, given they have DK already, but I don't think they necessarily shy away from it. I think there's there's three right there that are for sure looking at it. But if we and I know this is a weaker wide receiver class than last year, I, I get it. But we had a wide receiver go uh, at uh, what was it? Pick eighteen. Oh, let's see here. We had a wide receiver go at. Let's see. Let me look. Let me look at uh, last year's draft. So we had a wide receiver go at number eight in Drake London. We had a wide receiver go at, Garrett, at number 10, Garrett Wilson. Number 11, Chris Olave. Number 12 was Jamison Williams. Uh, Jahan Dotson was number 16. Traylon Burks was number 18. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a boatload of wide receivers right there before you even got to... Until uh, you got to 18. That's one... Two, three, four, five, six wide receivers before the 18th overall pick. And again, I, I acknowledge it's a much weaker class, but a lot of us didn't even know that, though. We liked the class, but the class developed differently than a lot of people projected. It was a good class, but it wasn't thought to be the class that was going to replace everybody in the top 10. Like, it, tur- it, it yeah. evolved very nicely. So, I think it's easy to say now that it's not the same class, but you, no one really knew that. So, so I, w- I would venture to say that that we'd be hard pressed to see n- anything less than two wide receivers in the top twenty, my, in my opinion. Yeah, well, we also know, though. I mean, with the running back, I mean, are you going to push Gibbs back to the second round? Because that looks like you know the more receivers you take, the more he goes up. But I mean, we go in cycles, and last year was the wide receivers, but. You know, it go, the the draft seems to go in cycles where, you know, it comes around where it's more of uh, offensive, defensive, offensive line, defense, defensive draft than it is, except for the quarterbacks this year, than it is the receivers. I think I don't know. I mean, yeah, uh, in D Town, yeah, next year Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. might go in the top five. Uh, that's gonna be crazy. He's gonna be. He could arguably be the best receiver in the National Football League, and you know, after his rookie year, or even during his rookie year. Um, let me see here real quickly. Yeah, I just history shows wide receivers at least by like twenty. There's usually one or two off the board. I don't think. I think this class is weak in in a sense, but there are one or two that certainly belong in the top twenty, in my opinion. I think Najibah will be the first one off. I don't have a doubt there. I just don't know if it's going to be early on. I think it's going to be later. And then I think, you know, Flowers has a chance to, to be in the first round also. Um, we'll see. I mean, you I never know. Gonna... You never know. I mean, Malik Willis was yeah. supposed to be a top 10 quarterback, and he fell and fell and fell. Like, things change. But but I think, I think we'll definitely have. Houston may neglect wide receiver at that 12 pick, but I think it'd be a big mistake. The Jets, you know, brought in, brought in Salah, and and you thought, okay, defensive minded coach, you know, coming for that Niner, de- from coming over from that Niner defense first year, he's going to draft a lot of defense. He drafted a lot of offense because I think he had faith in his defensive capabilities in in terms of like finding talent, coaching talent up, drafting talent late, and I, I kind of feel like uh, D'Amico Ryan's might take that same approach. It's like he's going to draft, he's going to use his strength to bolster in different ways, and he may use this second and 12 overall pick to get the offense in order to hand his offensive, you know, coordinator 
the the right pieces, and then he knows his defense will be on point. And they brought in Ward. Uh, I think you know defense is so good to to beef up in the in the uh, free free agency period too. But but I think the Texans. I, I, I love the Texans. I love the Texans. Texans three years from now. Three years from now, they're going to be a very competitive team. Chargers can get for Eckler. Eckler. For them. You what? I think it looks up for them. And um, I think uh, with, 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 with P. Ryan going to Denver, I don't think Cincy keeps Mixon, do you? No, I, I mean, it's possible, but he could be he could very much be a cap casualty. I know a lot of people are, have been messaging me, hey, Smitty, I know you thought Mixon could get cut, but now that uh, – now that uh, Mixon's the lone back there, doesn't mean they're going to keep him. He's still a potential cap casualty. There's a lot of cuts that happen before June 1. You know, there's a lot of April cuts that will happen, so we'll see. But but I feel like they're better off. I really see Sean Tucker there in, in Cincinnati, but they I think they're a big candidate to trade for Derrick Henry. Or one of these one of these four RBs that are potentially up for grabs. Um, punch that, punch that thumb up button on your way in the door. You what? I think it would be great there. And I think that losing their two big safeties on their defense, I think they're going to be looking more of on the defense. they got to shore up that defense again. So I don't know if they take that 28th pick and, and use it offensively. I think maybe they – I mean, I don't know what you think. Yeah, I, I mean, they could definitely go defense with that pick. but I, Or offensive line or you know whatever to protect Joe Burrow a little better. I I think uh, I think Jameer Gibbs would be phenomenal. I think he'd fit really well in that system. But I think the fact that you can trade here's my point is if you're a team like the the Bengals or the Eagles or or the Bills. So Bengals, Eagles, Bills. You're you're the three teams that are trying to you know trying your best to knock off this KC Chief you know monster monster of a squad like. You could you if you're Cincy and you could use this 28 pick on a defensive piece or an offensive lineman, and you can trade for Derrick Henry for a second round pick, or Cook for a second round pick, or Eckler for a second round pick, and so on. Like it just it makes zero sense not to do it. I I scratch my head at nobody trying to get Christian McCaffrey, but maybe a handful of teams that we know of. One of them being San Francisco. And, and that the Bills didn't sit there and say, let's one-up the Niners and offer two second-rounders. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't the Bills have wanted Christian McCaffrey? I don't get it. These teams value second-rounders way too much. And, and teams undervalue RBs way too much. I don't care if you told me Henry would play four weeks, then have like four weeks off because he, he's battling with an injury, but comes back and plays in the playoffs or whatever. It'd be worth yeah. a second round pick easily. I don't care if Dalvin Cook has an eighty percent chance of staying healthy and a, a whopping twenty percent chance of getting hurt. I would take that gamble in a heartbeat on Dalvin Cook if I'm the Buffalo Bills. Like I, I just don't even understand it. Not to mention that if you trade for Henry or Dalvin Cook or whoever and you're the Buffalo Bills, you do run a little bit different of an offense. They probably won't be the same back. And from a fantasy perspective, it could be confusing. It could be like a slow moving process even, but you keep Henry healthy potentially 
and he could do a lot of damage when he's called upon, but maybe he doesn't have the big yards and stats that you, you know, you'd want him to have. But like Henry would be a, a fantastic addition to that team. I just don't even get it, bro. Like it's it's such a no brainer. Then then even drafting like as much as I love Bijan, but like if you're the Bears, you draft Jackson Smith and Jigba, and you give up a second round pick for Austin Eckler. Championship, championship. You heard me right. Yeah. Cincinnati, like, aren't they got the most cap room of most any teams right now? They could they they could take on Eckler really easy. Yeah, Niners have a lot. The 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 Bengals, I think, could do they could do that. But but you know what I mean? Like, if, if you draft Jackson Smith and Jigba and a second round pick for Eckler, and you keep doing what you're doing with this free agency, uh, these free agency, free agency home runs. The, the the Bears would be a Super Bowl contending team this year if they got Austin Eckler for a second round pick. Who's smart enough to do that? I don't know. I don't know. Heating Up Podcast says odds New York will go all in after Denver wide receivers. What? Odds New York Giants go all in after Denver wide receivers Devontae Adams. After. Oh, go after him. Okay. Um. I don't love the oh, Denver. Another... I don't love the Denver wide receivers for that situation. I w- I would love Hopkins. D Adams would be really really good, but I don't know that the Raiders are smart enough to get rid of him. They think they can win with Jimmy G. <laughs> well, I don't know why they do. They they truly do. I I think Adams is trying to make the best of it because he re kind of rethought what he had put out on his Instagram story where he said you know you all are reaching out to me three weeks later like don't bring it you know don't bring me that crap. And then later on said, don't read too much into it, that people were coming to conclusions on stuff. But I have a feeling after the trading away of Darren Waller, Adams is probably like, what did I, what am I, what did I do? What did I do coming to Las Vegas? What was I thinking? What was he thinking? What a disastrous move. What a horrible, he made his own bed, but what a horrible move for Devontae Adams. Just a stupid move. We knew it was a dumb move, Ron. I mean, we said it over and over. Went for the money and the play with his with his best friend. But he wasn't going. But people say that. Right, right. But people said he did it for the money. He did do it for the money. The money was the exact same. It was all for Derek Carr. The money was the exact. In fact, the Packers offered him more to account for the tax difference. So it, it was it had zero to do with the money. I know everyone says that, and it makes sense, you know. Oh, he did it for the contract, but like he he literally people forget he was offered this. He was offered more money to stay in, in in uh, in Green Bay, and you could say in Green Bay he'd have Jordan Love, and it wouldn't be that great or whatever. But it'd be a lot better than Las Vegas. I think they wouldn't have drafted Watson though. No, and the weather's colder there too. And when you get older, he's he's like thirty, so the bones start. Taking more playing in that cold weather. So it could have been, you know, weather-wise too. He might have thought, well, I'll be more comfortable playing in warmer weather. Yeah. My Chargers fan friend wants Bijan so bad. Love messing with him about it. I mean, yeah, who doesn't want Bijan? Devontae Adams is going to get 12 to 15 targets a game. Says Swavy, doesn't matter if they're not accurate targets, man. You could target somebody 12 times a game if they catch five of them, four of them. What, what good is the, the overwhelming amount of targets? And 
if you got a high number of targets and a low number of receptions, if it's not the receiver's fault, and it 1,000% would not be Devontae Adams' fault because that guy was the best route runner in the NFL, it means that the receiver is being exhausted, bro. To have 12 targets and five or six receptions, you are being exhausted every game. You're running ridiculous routes that are, are for nothing. The ball sails over your head, uncatchable pass. Like, Devontae Adams is going to get hurt getting 12 to 15 targets a game, catching six or seven receptions a game. You know, here's a little nugget for, for people that are doing the best ball. Um, don't overlook Tim Patrick. He can get them for basically free. And people forget before he was injured, he was the number two receiver in Denver over Judy. And if he comes back healthy and they trade Judy away or whatever, um, take a chance on Tim Patrick way down. You can get him for free, and if he comes back healthy, he could actually have a really good year this year. Yeah. Um, so, so excited, Smitty. <laughs> what? Oh, about... Uh, yeah, he's okay. He's okay. I mean, I, I just want to see him stay healthy and, and get back on, on track before I... Uh, this is interesting, says Ian Rappaport. The Panthers are expecting to host former Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen. We kind of knew he'd be a potential uh, l- you know, look-see for the Carolina Panthers, who, who definitely need a wide receiver for whatever QB they bring in. That's not a bad option. I mean, I mean Thielen still could have a good one year in, in the right situation. I don't think it's a bad move. Here's that report here. Vikings are expected to host former Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen tomorrow. I think that's a good I think that'd be a good move. Uh, sorry, yeah, Smitty, I was driving home from work and two feet snow. Appreciate you, uh Snickle, Snickle Fritz. That's his name. Uh, someone else dial in. Let's get a little, a little, uh, little panel going. A little phone panel going. Phone lines are open. Cool on two K says apply that logic to Kerry Smitty. It's all about touches, bro. Carries for who? Devonte Adams. You, I mean, are you predicting they turn him into? You think they that Adams that Jimmy G came over with a. Uh, instruction manual attached to his collar that says let's give carries to D- to Devonte Adams and make him an RB and a wide back. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know if that's what you mean, but I I don't really care about I I don't know how many touches he's gonna get. Brucey, what's up, Bruce? Bruce, you're live. Hey, what's up? Well, first off, I hope all the best for Thielen if he goes to uh, Carolina. You know, yeah. I'm a Vikings fan, so I have to wish him all the best. But my question is, with P. Ryan or Sam I. P. Ryan going to Denver, how does this affect Javante? Because, like, the, the Bengals said he was their best back, like better than Mixon. So what does that mean for Javante? Um, it's you know it's really good you bring this up and and actually I should have I should have attacked this when we were talking about Javante on the on the when we we're doing the the uh, Boomer Bus game 
when we're talking about Javante, uh, they they are if the Broncos are leaning on P Ryan as that potential replacement for Javante, if Javante is not ready, that's fantastic because at least he's not some young, hungry rookie that 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 wants to win the job for the long term. I'm not saying P Ryan won't have aspirations for that, but and I'm not saying he couldn't potentially you know, make up, make it a problem for Javante, but that is the best case scenario because you know that the team is going to replace that Javante Williams role the best way they can. If Javante is maybe not going to be ready, they got to plan ahead. And so P Ryan's the ideal candidate. That's kind of like Penny. When, when, when Penny was there in Seattle and everybody was worried about Penny and they said, Oh my God, Kenneth Walker is never going to rise up. Javante and Walker are different breeds than Penny and P. Ryan. You know, so so assuming Javante's ready to rumble, he'll be able to push P. Ryan aside. But if he's not ready, it is a fantastic move because P. Ryan is very versatile. But he's you know, he's been in the league a while. He's not it's not like he's, you know, it's not like they're gonna have this like diehard loyalty to him. They're gonna want to get their high draft capital running back in there as soon as they feel like he's not gonna get re injured or something, he's ready. So it's a best case scenario. I, I, I forgot to even cover that because we've been wondering what is Denver gonna do to potentially prepare for Javante not being ready. And this was a this is the best move Javante owners could could ask for. But he's good. He's good. But I don't think he's a threat long term. But could he? Could he make it kind of confusing for a while, maybe? But probably get hurt, bro. I was looking at it, and I'm like, "Well, the Bengals said he was their best running back, and then one of the players came out, and they were like, well, if he was that good, and he signed for that dirt cheap, why didn't you try to match it?'" Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean he he's he's decent. I mean if you look at his career log though, he's never had more than since 2017 his rookie year with Washington. That was his rookie year when he got 175 carries and he had 600 yards, um, 3.4 pop, not super impressive, uh, one touchdown. So that was a long time ago. He's played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. So he's he's not a young guy. So seven years he's played, seven years, and ever since his rookie year in 2017, the most yards he's ever rushed for, 394 yards. Now, granted, he pulls and passes. He caught 38 receptions last year, and that's okay if, like, they ease Javante in and he's not all over the field and they need to use him as a, a change of pace guy or, or a reception, like a, 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 you know, third down type guy, I guess. But he's still... He still doesn't have like much to like show for, you know, there's not, there's not consistency or long usage that other than that 600 yard season, like it's not a big season. So not a big threat at all. Good handcuff or no? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like if you draft Javante now, like Ron and you're in the best ball stacking that you like to do P Ryan for sure. Now, you know, you draft Javante and P Ryan, you're good. It's yeah. Great- yeah. That's a good stack. It's a great best ball move. Uh, this one right here is K9, a top five running back with Rashad Penny gone. Rashad Penny, I mean, it's nice to know he's gone, but again, there's a catch 22 that I think people don't really factor in. Is now that he's gone, will they bring someone else in? Hungrier, fresher player. 
Uh, I don't think Penny would ever stay healthy anyway, and there's no way he's unseating K9. But I will say the fact that Penny did have such you know such hype and 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 short success. It's nice that he's gone. I suppose initially. I just hope they don't bring in a Bigsby or somebody that's got a real reason to be on the field a lot. Like Rashawn Tucker or something like that. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. But but hopefully they don't. I mean Rashad Penny being gone, yeah. I just don't think Penny's gonna be have much success either anywhere else. So so we're at Philly. He's not gonna do anything in Philly. I don't I don't think. I could be wrong, but I just don't I don't trust him. I think the running think? backs in Philly, they're gonna get another one. Yeah. Or they're gonna re sign Miles. Or take a Sean Tucker in the in the third round or whatever. But yeah, Penny Penny signed a what is it, a one year one year contract. I don't know what the money amount was, but it's you know, it's a flyer move as is the guaranteed. That's it. It's yeah. like one point something million incentives. So he's guaranteed six hundred thousand plus in some incentives. And he is historically like he's never played even remotely close to a full season. Fourteen games his rookie year, ten games in twenty nineteen, his sophomore year, three games in twenty twenty, his third year, ten games in twenty twenty one, and five games in twenty twenty two. The guy cannot stay healthy. So he he would he would have been in a way like he, wherever he is, he, he's he's an, he's eventually going to be a revolving door. That position, whatever, if he's starting, it'll be a revolving door position. You know. I don't think he'll be the starter. They'll definitely draft like a Gibbs or a Sean Tucker or or bring in a free agent. They could bring in like Montgomery. And, and and like I said, if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm not even doing that. I'm going after I'm using my 10 and my 30 on on defense or whatever you want you want to use it on and then I trade for Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry using a second round pick. And I have the the Kansas City Chiefs shaking in their boots, man. And the Niners. The Niners. If Derrick Henry was behind that offensive line, and you guys know I I don't think Derrick Henry can stay healthy for a full season, but maybe he does in 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 a lesser capacity, but he's very effective when they need him. And he has one of those like 900 yard rushing seasons with 12 touchdowns or something. You know, like there's definitely if he went to Philly, I would rethink my redraft Derrick Henry outlook because the situation would be so uniquely weird. So, but but can you imagine facing Derrick Henry or Eckler or Cook or Chubb with that offensive line? And it's a second round pick, or what if it's two second rounders? Who cares if there's a bidding war for Eckler or Derrick Henry? If I was the Eagles, I spend ten and thirty on whatever you feel is going to repair the 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 bleeding that's been done in the offseason here, the losses, the four losses, and you replace those players with rookies. You retain a, Kelsey and a lot of other awesome pieces, and you're you're good to go. And now you trade for Derrick Henry. Unbelievable move. I hope the 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 Eagles have the balls to do it. Or draft Jameer Gibbs at 30. Or take Bijan at 9. Either way, I'm super happy. Uh, we got a caller here from the 604. You're live, bro. 604, this is Sean Bro calling you from Vancouver, Canada. How are you doing, Smitty? I'm good, pal. How you doing? Hey, I just had an idea while you were talking about, um, uh, about Aaron Rodgers. What do you think the possibilities are that the Jets are into Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson and they're waiting to see what happens tomorrow before they commit to Aaron? Um, that, no, this doesn't have to do with that at all. 
Um, I think if Aaron Rodgers no. retired, they will 100% go, oh, crap. Uh, give me Lamar's number. What's his mom's number? Let's call Lamar's mom's fax line right now in the kitchen by the crock pot that's cooking dinner. Let's talk to Mrs. Jackson this moment. You 100% the Jets would be freaking out and going to Lamar Jackson's front door. But but no, Aaron yeah, Rodgers, right. the deal's already done, bro. The only thing he could do is retire. And then and then they you know, so they would be screwed, but they're already they already brought in Lazard. The the, the deal's already announced. Like there's no way you ask somebody to get all the ingredients to bake a cake and you don't show up to bake the cake. There's just no way. There's no way. He he's but it's an it's an entertaining topic and, and there's definitely like what what if scenario. But they're not they're it's this is not the Jets waiting, making Aaron Rodgers wait. Aaron Rodgers is the one that's waiting to make the announcement. But but I would say that we don't fully know if the the Jets are fully in the know as to the date Aaron Rodgers was going to announce it. So he might have said to them, "You spill the beans on this, and I will retire." You you understand what I'm saying? I will retire if you spill the beans on this. I'm coming to the Jets, and I will tell everybody um, either on Monday or Tuesday or just right before free agency. I don't. Maybe he didn't even tell them. I don't, it'll be sometime that week, and maybe he has made the Jets sweat a little bit. Because they're like, he said he'd do it Monday or Tuesday, and he's going to do it Wednesday morning or Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. But regardless, it's been done. You know, it's 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 good, as good as done. Yeah, you're probably right. I just picked up some shares of Elijah Moore, so I'm kind of hoping that he goes there. Yeah, and you don't know what Lazard might do to those shares, though. But but I hear you. Yeah, I still yeah. I still like Elijah Moore, but Wilson and Moore. God, Corey he, Davis is going to be the one that's out. Yeah, but guys, yeah. listen to the weapons he has. I mean, this is unreal. He's got Garrett Wilson. He's got Elijah Moore. He's got Lazard. He's got Brees Hall. He's got Conklin. I'm sure they'll bring in Tunyon or, or whatever. Um, I, man, I, I he's going to get you know I, Cobb's nothing. I, I Cobb will be included in the deal, but um. This is crazy, man. He wants Mercedes Lewis. Yeah. Mercedes Lewis. Now, that's Lewis. a head-scratcher to me. <laughs> yeah. Good, good blocker, I guess. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's big body. He's huge. He's a huge body blocking. Uh, dependable for blocking. Yeah, I got it right, Thanks for the call. Huh? Yeah, nice, you could, uh, I love yeah, yeah, appreciate you calling in, pal. Thanks, Sean. Uh, call in any time. Right. Sean from Canada. I, I got I got you in the system. That's right. All right, later. Um, How does Lazard fit into this, like, taking away from Moore and Wilson and Conklin and all that? I don't know. I mean, he, like, become I, their number one now? No, Wilson's top five, bro. Top five. Lazard's the banker. He puts his body in positions and he blocks and and um, that that's the type of you know Lazard is that type of player. Hey, by the way, big big QBs available. Matt Ryan just got cut. I'm kidding, but hey, I mean there there are some teams like like Matt Ryan as the backup quarterback. For the Arizona Cardinals, maybe comes in and starts a couple games. I, I, he's not he's not ultra exciting, 
but he is an option for like a team like the Cardinals. He is an option for a Miami Mike situation, even though he just got Mike White. I'm just I'm trying to you know the Niners they 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 signed uh, Sam Darnold who's trash like Matt Ryan would have been. Matt Ryan would have been a good third quarterback for the Niners. Like this is uh, this is an interesting you know development. It's not huge, but so yeah, Carr was released. Um, this is from Trey Wingo. This, this is from our boy Trey Trey Wingo. I'm sorry, what, Ron? I said, you wonder if McCaffrey had something to do with Sam Donner getting there. Like, Shanahan asked him, hey, how's Sam? And is he like, uh, and probably McCaffrey uh, talked up Sam. And that's why they signed him. Yeah. He'd be okay if, like, you needed him to, like I said, fill in for a concussion protocol time frame. One and a half games. You know, quarterback goes down, whether it's Purdy or Trey. You know, midway through a game, Darnold comes in, finishes the game, you know, keeps the lead that the Niners already have, and then you win. And then he comes in and maybe loses or wins that next game, but keeps things moving. And then and then you get your quarterback back. But there's there's no way, there's no way um, he's winning multiple games for you in a row or something like that. I don't think. I mean, maybe they, if the defense is that good, maybe it's tough to say. Uh, Trey Wingo is hiding. <laughs> I don't think so, AC. Maybe he said, well, I didn't have three valid, valid quarterbacks last year, so he signs Darnold with no expectation to start and then figures, okay, Trey and, and Purdy will be one, two, either either or, whatever he goes with, and then uh, Sam will be number three. Yeah. Well, Matt Ryan being released, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the top teams that need a uh, are drafting a rookie quarterback just bring him in as a mentor, like the Houston Texans or you know the Colts bring him back just on a cheaper deal, just to say, hey, here's your mentor, here's Big Brother, learn from him. Yeah, absolutely love P Ryan in Denver. What a steal by the the by Peyton. Uh, he's good. He's definitely a good fit. He's good a good cuff for sure. Matt Ryan equals Jimmy G. Honestly, bro, I'm, I wasn't going to say it because <laughs> I feel like I've been a little too negative on Jimmy to, for, for some people's liking, and I just kind of shut my mouth sometimes so I don't continue to beat a dead horse. But I didn't want to say it. I was about to say it, bro. I was about to say this. <laughs> Matt Ryan, uh, the cut Matt Ryan, is it that much different than Jimmy G? No, <laughs> it's not. Poor, 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 poor Bruce. I'm sorry you got to hear my negativity on Jimmy. I know you love him. I know he's your boy. Yeah, well, at, at least you, you take it well. Um, I, I missed a caller here. Dial in. I'm sorry I missed your call. Try it again. I'll add you to the panel here. Jimmy G is going to light up the league next year. Come on. Come on, Nick. <laughs> Come on. Who's this? Uh, Cage. Cage, <laughs> I appreciate you. Cage, please. Cage, please call in. Please call in, Cage. Jimmy G could take the Raiders all the way to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, and you no, still he, no, he can't. But the thing is, he can't, Ron. <laughs> Ron, even in your hypothetical, he can't. He can't even do it in a hypothetical. So no. 
Uh, please call in, Cage. Hey, he went to the Super Bowl with the 49ers. Light up the league. It would be one thing to be like, Jimmy G is going to impress. <laughs> Light up the league. Boy. Uh, we got a call. Caller from the 909. You're live on the show. Who am I talking to? Who's it? Who? Maddie from L.A. Who? My name is Maddie. 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 Maddie from L.A. What's up, Maddie? Yeah. From, from... Hey, buddy. Hey, so uh, love the show. Uh, I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, I'm, I was a big fan of the fancy footballers, but uh, you weaned me off those guys, and I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards you guys. But uh, boy. Uh, I kind of did something. Yeah, I kind of did something. I'm uh, just kind of trying to – I'm in the Dynasty League. It's a 10-man, uh, 14 I got two. Uh, I got two second rounders and two third rounders. Both one of them's in the front, and both of them are in the back. Uh, running backs: Miles Sanders, Pacheco, uh, Cam Akers. Um, you know, and like my quarterbacks right now are Carr, and I just got Danny Dimes for the first round pick. Um, given the Wait, what what's for- going on in the keeper, obviously. Real quickly, first round pick. You, sorry, what, did you, what did you trade for Dimes? What what draft selection did you have that you traded for Danny Dimes? Uh, it was the one point eight. In a super flex, that's not horrible. But yeah, it's not horrible in a super flex. He runs a lot. Yeah, I had I had Zach Wilson, and I just thought that the whole Jet situation was uh, kind of terrible on the QB side of things. And then, uh, you know, uh, yeah, so I, I said, you know, this was, I think it was going to be a safe pick between Danny Dimes and Carr. Uh, so that being said, I got the second round, uh, uh, two, 2.8 and then 2.9. Okay, what's and the question? What's the question, bro? question was, is, uh, do you think that one of those quarterbacks like AR will, will fall to those spots? To what, to what pick? Or like Bryce Young or Shroud. To what uh, pick? In the second round. It's probably. 2.8 or 2.9. Uh, maybe a Levis could or something, but in a super flex, probably not. In a super flex rookie draft, um, in round one, you're probably looking at like one quarterback, maybe, maybe at least two quarterbacks, maybe three going by like halfway or. Let's say your team, your league's very QB or very running back and, and wide receiver geared. I could see like quarterbacks falling in your draft similar to like that. Where you, I don't know if you can see my screen, but I have two in the first half of the first round. I have one like in the middle to the second half, and then you're ha- you'll have another one that will be borderline at the bottom. But every league is entirely different, man. It's so, it's such a like when you talk about super flex, you can't in general talk about super flex like a blanket statement about it. Because everybody's league right. is so different, and you could do a dynasty startup super flex where quarterbacks don't even go that early, like the first four or five do, and then it goes back to normal. and And I can't, I can't foresee that. You know, you got to kind of know your own league. But I would say that in general, gotcha. I don't think you're getting. Maybe you get Levis, but probably not in a super flex. The quarterbacks are just going to get scooped up, especially people that are in your situation where you got bad quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson's going to look really good in a super flex. Uh, Bryce Young's going to look really good. I think at your 1.8, you would have had a shot at Bryce Young. Um, I probably would have rather had Bryce Young than, than Danny Dimes. 
But that's me. I could be wrong on that. Bryce right. Young could fail. He could fail. Danny Dimes could be a top 11 to 12 quarterback. as possible. So I don't think you've ruined your team or, or made a huge grave mistake. But I'd also go shopping for like a, a Aaron Rodgers right now because he's got like the one year left. And for me, that's enough to get by. So if you could figure out a way to, to make a trade, um, I, I would certainly look to do that. Would you, yeah, like maybe a second-round pick or a second and a third? I, I mean, two in each. if you maybe think you could win this year, I would. If you don't think you could win this year, then there's no point. Okay, okay. All right, Schmitty, I appreciate the advice, man. Thanks for taking yeah, the you, call. Yeah, you can hang tight if you want to stay on the line. Uh, if not, uh, you know, do what you got to do. But uh, uh, Yeah, man, no, no, I appreciate, appreciate yeah. it. It's pouring so, rain over here in Cali. So, so Okay. But, uh, All right, yeah, bro. No, I'm digging the show. All right, Schmitty. All right, man. Appreciate you. Spread the word. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. Um, we've got how many thumbs up we got? We got we got a, an upset Terry Roberts. Terry Roberts says, "Fellas, match the likes." We got 147 eyeballs and 113 thumbs up. He wants to see more likes. We got we got a few Jimmy G commenters in here that said Jimmy's gonna light up revenge tour. Jimmy's gonna light up the league. Here here's Cage again. This is the same guy though. Um, call in Cage. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like go crazy on you. I just want to. I want to hear your rationale. But Jimmy G is Hi. going to make Renfro Welker 2.0. Well, I mean, I appreciate you, Cage. I mean, first of all, it doesn't make sense. But uh, you know, he's not Welker's creator. But uh, <laughs> I mean, but it's okay. 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 Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave Jimmy alone for the moment. I'm gonna give Jimmy his his moment. Look, look. As much as I rip on Jimmy, Jimmy's getting paid bank. Okay. Do I wish I was Jimmy G right now? I do. I do. How's that? How's that for honesty? Jimmy G's getting paid big money. Actually, I love what I do. I don't. Money's not everything. I love what I do. I wouldn't change. I wouldn't trade. I I wouldn't trade places with jimmy but that that money would be that's tempting that's a lot of a lot of cash uh dylan i missed you i missed your call i missed your call um but yeah he's making bank if jimmy couldn't light up the league with the 49ers it ain't happening which is facts beyond facts bro that's that's plain and simple that is facts i mean he had all the weapons you could you could ask for uh but he said Jimmy G. Jimmy G gonna block Smitty. Jimmy G to Planet Uranus says DJ Meat Missile. Steve B says Ridiculous Cage. Your Jimmy G talk. Travis says laughing uh, his, his butt off here. What is he saying? Jimmy G when he was young and Jimmy G after a million injuries and older is two different things. It's true. 2019 Jimmy G is very different. Like a 2019 Jimmy G was in this position, I, and you know what's funny? I bet you, I bet you guys wouldn't have, you would never have guessed this, and 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 I don't know how many have followed me. Uh, what was Jimmy G's rookie year? I don't know how many here have followed me because I was on you. I've only been on YouTube was the the two the four years right, but I've been in the business professionally for twenty plus. Jimmy G's rookie year, I was writing co- content and doing the radio show only. 2000, uh, 2014. That means I was 
about uh about 12 years 11 about 11 let's see about 11 years into my career as a fantasy analyst on radio doing all that you wouldn't know this but i i had jimmy g scouted very very high on my qb rookie rankings and i talked him up big time and, and i liked i liked his, him as a prospect a lot and when he went to new england i thought it was a great move I thought he had some upside, but again, it doesn't it doesn't matter what I liked. I loved Derrick Henry when Derrick Henry was younger. Um, area code five oh nine, you're live on the show. Who are we talking to? Uh, my name is Joseph from Washington State. Joseph from Washington State. Justin. Justin, what's up, Justin from Washington? What's going on? Uh, I was want to see if you could uh, give me some advice on my lineup. Uh, yeah, hit me with it. I'll, I'll write it down on the board here. Uh, so 12-man super flex. Okay. Uh, my quarterbacks, I have Kirk and Dak. Okay. Running backs, I got J.K. Dobbins and Javante Williams. Okay. And then wide receiver, I got Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddell, Chris Olave, uh, and then T.J. Hawkinson at tight end. Woo, Waddle, Alave, and are you starting all those? Yeah. And then Hawkinson is your tight end? Yep, I got no picks for this year. Uh, I sold out to win uh, this year we just had, but I had a bunch of running back injuries, so didn't get nowhere. So do you think I should make any moves on my team? If so, what? Do you think I should wait and see kind of what happens? I, I like I like the squad. I I wasn't loving the squad until we got to the wide receivers, and I'm like, okay, this is why we're looking at what we're looking at, um, as far as the, the you know the top part of this. Dak and Kirk are are, are solid enough, but you know they're certainly not going to be the best quarterback crew in your league. So you got to really dominate at the other positions, and you clearly dominate. You're like a bowling pin, bro. You're like this is this is what your team looks like. It's like a bowling pin. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, here's, I finished here's your, uh, here's bottom, your... bottom half of the league just because of my running back injuries, and I got no picks, so I was trying to figure out where I'm at. Here's your wide receivers and tight ends, and then this up here. It, lo- it looks like a bowling pin and a bunch of other things. But but I, I think uh, if I'm you, I'm starting to go after some creative trades. You know, I mean, first of all, what did you finish last year? Shit, where did I finish? I can tell you here in just a second. Um... Uh, I finished, let's see, 12-man team. I'm picking at the 1-4, but I don't have a pick. So, what, 8? Okay. Um, you want my honest opinion, bro? I'm a, I'm a little wild when it comes to this stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I would do what I was suggesting earlier, is trade one of these guys into A-Rod, and, you're yes, you're sacrificing some potential future but I would see what you could get. If you could get something very significant with that downgrade, then it makes sense for in t- in terms of uh, you know or car even car if you want to go car. But I would I would potentially do that if you could get a very significant significant piece. Now if you couldn't, then I wouldn't do it. Obviously, I'd rather just keep Kirk and Dak. But but I bet you could trade Kirk into a Rod. Probably try and keep Dak if you can, because he at least he's capable of being top five to seven. I mean we've seen it before. But I would trade Kirk into A-Rod. You're sacrificing some potential future. Maybe not. I mean, maybe Kirk falls off after two years and maybe A-Rod plays two full years. But I think if you... Um, 
if you're able to get like, what's your draft? You said you have no picks. Um, maybe you could turn J.K. into who's a running back you could turn J.K. into with that downgrade, Bruce and and uh, Ron Navy. Let's throw some running backs out. Upgrade J.K. into what for a, a Kirk to A. Rod downgrade? Uh, maybe a Madison. Madison. He lands. I don't think anybody has Madison above J.K. There, Brucey, but. I mean, Madison Pollard? could become become relevant. Pollard wouldn't be awful. Uh, you could maybe do that. Like, yeah, I would. I would take Pollard and, and A Rod. I don't know if the other guy would do that, but there's still some some people still have concern about Pollard. So if you traded J.K., some people love J.K. I don't. So you keep Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. You keep Dak Prescott. You trade Kirk and J.K. for A Rod and Pollard. I'd do that, but that's me. Maybe some people wouldn't. I knew you were to say that. Hmm. Okay, yeah, because my running back injuries is what was killed me for the main part of last year, so that's where I would have to. Uh, I just don't trust like JK and Javante are both good if they were healthy. Yeah, I don't. Both broke. I don't trust JK. I don't know about him staying healthy. I Javante, I like because you probably can't get rid of him at at value. But I think that would that would be win a league potential if you could get a Rod and Pollard into your lineup with those wide receivers and tight end and with Dak, that would be pretty good. And again, I'm not saying A-Rod will for sure outscore Kirk, or, but I think he could. They could be very similar at least in a, in a craziest of scenarios. And then if you're getting the up, upgrade from J.K. to Pollard or you're doing something along those lines. Ramondre, uh, uh, Swaggy said Ramondre. You might be able to get a Ramondre. It depends on J.K. Like Some people love J.K., some people don't. Right, um, I think because J.K. also had uh, about a year to come off his injury while Pollard's still fresh on his. So even with Pollard's, you know, newer leg injury, it's still an upgrade from J.K., you think? Pollard, yeah, Pollard, yeah. I like Pollard a lot. Another another move I would maybe contemplate that others wouldn't was downgrade Hawkinson into Kyle Pitts and see if you can get a bump somewhere. I'd also trade J.K. Dobbins straight up for, like, Charbonnet if you could – you know, if you could position yourself into a draft pick that could land him, that might be something you do on the clock. So, because that way you'll know, you'll know that you're going to get Charbonnet. Like, that's something I would do. Or Gibbs, especially Gibbs, but Gibbs might go, depending on, I mean, Superflex, Gibbs could go four or five. But those would be good moves. But your your wide receivers are are fire. You just need to figure out those RBs, and I don't think you can figure it out in any other way, especially given they're both injury prone. Than than to maybe do something creative at your tight end position or your quarterback position and, and get a guy you still like. So like A Rod and Pollard, A Rod and Ramondre, or Kyle Pitts versus Hawkinson, and then you get a Pollard over J.K. Or, um, you know, you could always upgrade like Kirk into. I doubt you're going to get a Fields. There's so much hype around Justin Fields. Maybe you could have before all the, the free agency stuff. But like a, a Kirk or Dak into Fields using a, a downgrade of Hawkinson into Pitts, that would be something. I don't know what the pit, the Pitts owner has at quarterback. Who's that Pitts owner have at quarterback? Uh, I'll tell you in like six seconds here. Um, they got uh, Broken Kyler Murray and then... Brock Purdy is their next best one. Uh, what, I wonder. This is a dynasty, right? Yeah, 12-man Super Bowl. I'd almost be tempted to get Kyler somehow, but 
it's going to hurt for for this year, though. That almost be a rebuild move. I mean, your wide receivers right. are young enough; you could sacrifice a year, but I don't think you need to. I would build for the now. I'd build for the now. Yeah, I could to win this last year, and then you know injuries. Yeah. Other, run, no other running backs, Ron and and uh, Bruce. You got any other running back ideas for him? Let me look at my rankings here. Well, I I mean, who's got Carr? And I think, like, I, I I know your reasoning behind Kirk, but I think you get more value out of trading Dak and J.K. Maybe find out who has Carr, see what picks they have. If they have a pick that can get you a Gibbs or a Charbonnet, then so they've got the one trade. Yeah, then trade Dak and J.K. for that six pick and Carr. And um, and then you could you could easily get at least Charbonnet. Yeah, that might be a good move too. All right, hang tight right there, uh, uh, Justin. Don Draper. Got the Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say you already got the pizza. You got Kirk. You got the stack. If you were to get Carr, you'd have you got Alave, and you'd have the stack there. And then you got you know a decent running back. And then you're waiting to see if Javante comes back. He might even be able to make more moves after that too. So Ron, Ron loves the stack. In Ron's world, you get extra points for stacks. I do. Yeah. <laughs> because of right the stack. All right, guys. Well, I'll, I'll take all that into account. I'll let you guys get back to the show and uh, appreciate right. you talking to me. Hey, hey, what part of Washington are you in? Uh, I'm in Central Washington, like about two hours and change away from Seattle. Okay, I, I, I uh, lived in Bremerton for 13 years. I was in the Navy there for 13 years, so I know the area up there pretty well. Nice, yeah, it's nice. Uh, we get all four seasons, so. Yep, I'm aware. Have a good one. Appreciate you, Justin. You as well. Appreciate all right, you. Uh, uh, we got Don Draper in the building. Don, what do you got for me? You're live. Yes, this, is, this, is, this is Don Draper, a.k.a. Rickless Cage. Changed my name. Cage, Cage, my boy Don. I didn't know. Ca- I, I didn't know Cage was my boy Don. Don Draper. Okay. Yeah, you, you're trying to you're trying to hide behind your Jimmy D comments. You're afraid I'm going to get mad at you, bro. I don't care. I don't care if we have. I don't care if we have differing opinions on Jimmy G. Differing opinions make the world go round. Sometimes I I get argumentative with it and all that. So I, you just know that I don't care uh, down deep what you feel or you, you yeah. can lo- love whoever you love. But, but explain so to me your Jimmy G belief. Go ahead. I just think that right now we would not even be having this conversation. Or better yet, I wouldn't be getting laughed at the way that I am if Jimmy G did not get hurt. Because had he not gotten hurt, you could make the argument that the 49ers win the Super Bowl easily. Because they were literally a quarterback away. Not even a good quarterback. I mean, they had Brock Purdy in there. Jimmy G is better than Brock Purdy. That's the reason why he was starting over him. And Jimmy G, and, and then you can even make the argument when they lost to Kansas City, I mean, yes, that was a close game. They didn't get blown out by Kansas City. But, I mean, he could have argument, arguably won two Super Bowls for the 49ers already. And then are we even talking about a trade last the Niners going after him? And I'm just saying there's been some misfortune going on in his career there. Uh, Jimmy G, and uh, but I think overall, you know, he's he's a good quarterback. I think he's, you know, he's not no A-lister quarterback, but I definitely think I could see him, you know, maybe second, third tier easily. He's definitely like in the Jack Prescott, Kirk Cousins conversation. I mean, 
if you're going to make the case for those quarterbacks and, and, and their ability to lead their teams, how could you not make that same case for Jimmy G? Jimmy G is not a good quarterback with my eyeballs. That's how. Like I, 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 Jimmy G over Dak? Yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? Why is your Why is your voice so high? How are you shocked by this? Oh no no no! How are you? Uh, why did you, you know, go up four octaves? It's just an amazing uh, thing to actually listen to. Don. 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 Look at the chat. I want you to. Can you see the chat what right is, now? Don. 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 Hold on. The, the, the chat has not responded yet. I don't see one laughter or whatever at what you just said, but I want you to look at the chat right now. I want you to look because I'm going to see I'm going to see it live with you. Let's see what the chat thinks about what you just said. You're shocked that I like you're not you're not just like you like Dak more than Jimmy. Oh, I don't. You're shocked that I like Dak over Jimmy. You're shocked right now. Watch the chat. I haven't even read it yet. Nope. Uh, it, uh, let's see here. Stop it. And I hate Dak, and he's saying, stop it. Dak, a playmaker, he's delusional. That's three. Dude, stop. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy L, Dak over Jimmy, and I'm a Dak hater. Bro, not one person has agreed with you yet, and you were your voice went up five octaves like I was some alien well, no, no, that, was that me, spoke bro. for the that first was, time. That, was, that, that wasn't me. That was the other guy. <laughs> oh. Hey, okay. well, let me tell you this. How many playoff games has Dak won? <laughs> um, bro, I, let me let me let me let me uh, let me expl- let me explain something real quickly though. I I understand what your argument is for Jimmy. It's the only argument a human being has for Jimmy G. It, the argument is he's a winner. The team wins. These are all these are all team stats. Wins are not a, a quarterback stat. They're a team stat, especially in the context of Jimmy G. Because he's not a guy that's like controlling the game. He's very much the game manager at the time. Uh, but this guy supposedly wins games when the team has built their offense around his deficiencies. None of what he did was impressive. It was all Debo Samuel. It was all the scheme. It was Kyle Shanahan's scheme. As much as I rip on Kyle Shanahan for making dumb personnel decisions and calls with his quarterbacks and leading his his troops into battle and getting them hurt with different different dumb thinking, the guy's scheme's amazing. He's a he's a scheme savant. And everything that Jimmy did well during Debo's breakout wild wild uh, wild uh, wideback uh, season was all done at the line of scrimmage. The decisions were all made at the line of scrimmage. Debo did everything. He did all of the heavy lifting. It just so happened that Jimmy G would give them the football at the line of scrimmage and let him do the the designed run. I, I understand what you're saying, but Dak Prescott is miles above Jimmy G. Miles above miles him, bro. Of- miles. Miles. Miles above him. Are you out of your mind? Let's, let's go with this. Let's go with this. You can also make the argument that, yes, Debo, he was, I mean, he did a lot, right? I mean, as far as like the success that Jimmy had, it was a lot of it was predicated on Debo, right? Just his, his raw talent. But I also think there's like a timing element that you're missing in all of this. I mean, Jimmy G, have you watched him? Yes. Surgical with his timing over the middle. Surgical, bro, come on. Come on. He can't throw 15 yards down the field. He's not, there's nothing surgical about him. The only thing surgical is his injuries. And the fact that he's always getting hurt and he's never on the field. And you can blame that on this and that. If he didn't have misfortune, he gets hurt all the time. He's going to get hurt in Las Vegas. 
And then we're going to hear story after story about how he's going to be great. He was going to be great. Jimmy G is not a good quarterback. He's not even in the conversation of Dak. He's not even in Dak's tier at the bottom of the tier. He's not even in Dak Prescott's tier. Dak is... Dak is a surgeon compared to him. He is a he's the janitor mopping the floor. Dak Prescott's the surgeon coming in saying, "Clean my floor, clean my floor, you Jimmy." Can make, the, make the argument that uh, Dak's had the same amount of uh, playmakers too as as uh, Jimmy, and Jimmy's just been able Thank to you. do better with them. Thank you. You guys got to open your eyes. Look at the Jack plays yeah. behind. But Look at the, he has other key pieces, right? Like he, and, and what has he done with those pieces? That he arguably had the best offensive line in the NFL in a decade. Dak did. When, they, when all those guys were healthy. And what did he do? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Man, can I interject real quick? Yeah, who's this? Who's this? Yeah, that's Fantasy God from Maine. What's up? Hey, uh, I, I'm from Maine, so... The Pats are my team. We suck now. But let me tell you, Jimmy Garoppolo. Guys, Mitty's right. Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy that's never going to win you anything. And they just paid him a boatload of money to win no game. We got rid of him for a second-round pick. I would have taken a fourth-round pick. We, 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 we. Hold on, hold on. We, you're a Niner fan, right? Okay, I just want to clarify that. Okay, no, no, on. Patriots, dude. I'm from Maine. Oh, no. oh you're no, saying Patriots. when the Patriots got rid of him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Patriots okay. suck. Yeah, we're done. We're done for the next 20 years. We were on top for 20 wait, years. So wait, to, wait, to take, wait to take away everyone's ammunition. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, I have these arguments with my, my buddies all the time. You know, uh, Jimmy, it's like with Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, there was actually an argument at one point in time that Jimmy should have taken over for Tom Brady. I've watched plenty of Jimmy Garoppolo. He is an above-average quarterback, but barely. He's not. He's never going to win you anything. Yeah. I, so you, why, why do you why do you attempt to pay a guy that's never going to win you anything? And and, and Don Should've Don, went. I know Don's going to say he won with the night. Look, like I've always said, Don. I think, I, won with the yeah, Don. I think this is what you need to take away from my stance, at least. And you could say I'm wrong, and that's fine. But it's you're going to see that he's going to turn into a pumpkin. You know, he, he's, it's like well, turn, it's like turning the lights on at the club at the end of the night. You're about to see what Jimmy G really looks like, bro, without being surrounded by Kittle, who he couldn't even use. Ayuk, who he couldn't even use. Debo, who it was all Shanahan the way he used him in a run game, in a defense. He's going to the worst, probably top, bottom four defense in the entire National Football League. His field position is going to be in the tunnel. And and you're expecting this guy to march downfield every time? It's gonna be a disaster. It's gonna. I wouldn't be surprised. Let me put it this way, Don. I wouldn't be surprised if he got pulled, healthy, got pulled from the game at some point during the year. There's just no way that's happening. Because yeah. here's what everybody forgets: the Trent Dilfers of the world can win the Super Bowl too. There you go. Yeah, when they have a defense. Okay. Well, no, I think Ron's saying that in in San Francisco he may have looked like he wasn't a pumpkin because you could have potentially. So to Don Draper's point, if the Niners won the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, let me let me give Don Draper some some uh, some validity to I'll back up what he's saying. We would we would be talking about the Niners re-signing Jimmy G 
and everybody would be just completely all over Jimmy G and saying he's a winner. See what I mean? Niner fans would be all over him. Uh, the Niners would re-sign him. It would have been an absolute disaster for the, the Niners, though, because he would eventually got hurt again. If you would have won it with Jimmy G, it would have been it would have been exactly what Don said. But with our eyeballs, knowing what we know, what Ron just said, Dilfer could win a Super Bowl if he's in the right situation. Jimmy G was Dilfer. Dilfer is Jimmy G. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. It's all the same thing, bro. The laces are out, Smitty. I want to tell you it why. Wasn't, it wasn't Jimmy G's fault that they didn't win the Super Bowl over Kansas City. That's right. That's right. They had to think about that. It was the defense. Go ahead. Sorry. That that's like Kansas City get back in it. You know what's beautiful? You know what's beautiful if is using Chiefs my eyeballs. Don't hit Tyreek Hill. If the Chiefs don't hit Tyreek Hill on that third and fifteen play and convert that play, we're talking about possibly Jimmy G winning two Super Bowls with the 49ers. And I d- they don't and even I, Trey Lance if that happens. Bro, bro, I don't, I don't even doubt that oh, it's possible. Hold on, hold on. To his point, I don't even doubt that there's a world where Jimmy G could have got carried by his team into two Super Bowl wins. And that, again, to your point. A lot of people wouldn't be able to read between the lines, and they, no offense, and they would say Jimmy's good. They would say Jimmy's good because he would be Trent Dilfering his way through this situation. But Jimmy can't stay healthy, number one, so he can't even get to those those positions you're talking about. And two, if you if you go off the eyeball test, I don't care if Dak is at one. We're talking about who's a better quarterback. And if you put Jimmy G in Dallas to replace Dak Prescott, and you put Dak Prescott in San Francisco and they swapped roles, Dak would have outperformed and, 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 and done way better than Jimmy, and Jimmy wouldn't have, have come close because he wouldn't have been supported like Shanahan. Shanahan knows what his deficiencies are, and he literally caters to him, and he puts a mask around him, and you have no idea how how de- how de- deficient he is. Um Look, I, he can't throw a twenty-yard out. Yeah, he can't. He can't. He, he he can't even throw a foot long, and he's a a, a representative of Subway. And Dak can. And Dak can. Yeah, Dak can. Yeah. Out. So let, let me let, everybody everybody was singing Dak Prescott. Everybody was singing Dak Prescott's name that he was an amazing quarterback. Dak this, Dak that, and then he played the Niners Whoa. one game. One Dak game, Dak was a magician the game prior. Everybody you got to say for a full season, you got to see it with a full season of Purdy or Lance to see if it was Jimmy or the system. I know already, You need a Bruce. full season. I already know. I already know. D- uh, Jimmy G is not a, a, a – he's not even – he's one of the bottom – I, if I'm being generous, bottom eight quarterbacks in the National Football League on a on, on a very very generous evaluation, and Dak no, Prescott. No, Dak no. Prescott is not my favorite quarterback. Dak Prescott is not a top five quarterback. But from a fantasy perspective, which is a different topic in, in a sense, he is a potential top five to eight quarterback in the right season. But he's going to be sporadic. He's going to be number eight or nine one year, eight another year, ten another year, seven another year, eight another year. So he's very sporadic. From an NFL perspective, Dak Prescott, if he was put in the same, if you put Jimmy G and Dak in controlled identical situations, Dak would run circles around Jimmy G. Jimmy had an yeah. offense, a defense. He had everything 
that was catered around him, and you can't compare Dak's performance to Jimmy's performance because they're just they're, it's not even apples to apples. But Dak Prescott, if you use your eyeballs, is ten times ten times the quarterback Jimmy G. Ten times. Ten yeah, times. The hand of Dak has gone too far. Dak too far. Under no. The Look at Dak and Dak always falls. Coach. Dak always falls under pressure. In the you can see game. the fear in Dak's kind of eyes. Like I've watched Dallas games. Dak looks scared when he plays quarterback. He looks scared. He, he and, and with all the talent around him, playing behind that oh, line with – Jimmy G steps up in the pocket with confidence, and it, it honestly, it just pop, 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 pop. I love it. Uh, the last Super Bowl, Jimmy was let, in the end. Hey, I believe he's from two interceptions. There's let, a reason yeah. why Belichick Hello? and McDaniel were ready to move on from Tom Brady, and they wanted oh, Jimmy fumble. G. There's Three a reason why. Jimmy G. Look, hey, let's let's answer Fitzy's question. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm calling you. Everybody, quiet until I call on you. We'll go. We'll go with the Bruce first. If Dak was in San Francisco. During the scenarios where the Niners fell flat because Jimmy G got hurt and wasn't there at the end of the day, if Dak was there, would Dak have won a Super Bowl for the Niners? No. Okay, Bruce. No, uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That was Sean. Sean he says did. absolutely not. Okay. Don. Don that's, that's Kate. So, Don Draper. Okay, and okay. Sean, is Dak here's, winning a Super Bowl? Yeah. He's a choke artist in the playoffs. Yeah, that's all it comes down to. Hold on, He's a and, choke and Jimmy isn't. Jimmy had so many turnovers the year that year, that year, not this past year, but the year prior. He was a turnover machine. He was a turnover machine. Like th- yeah, Jimmy's not it? clutch at all. Hey, Jimmy, let the, the guy for me. Let like the guy for me speak for a second there. <clears throat> what? Hey. Smitty, Smitty, let the guy from Maine speak for a second. So if we're going to say that Jimmy G is better than Dak Prescott, then we're saying Brock Purdy is better than Dak Prescott? No, no. Brock Purdy's... Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. If the 49ers wanted Jimmy Garoppolo, they could have signed Jimmy Garoppolo. They They like Purdy and they like Lance. They let Garoppolo walk. So you're now saying... They're going to pay for that it. That Purdy is watch. better than Dak Prescott by your argument, which is no, which is false. That's not mutually exclusive. No, no, no. What I'm saying it is, is that these two stop, things can, stop, no, these two things no. can be no. no, you're lying to yourself, bro. No, yes, I'm you are. You right now, can, can, can I go? Can I go on record by saying I don't love Dak Prescott, and I, I, I don't. I think Dak Prescott is mid. Okay, so, so well, that's not the argument. Okay, but, but Jimmy's not even mid. That's a, I agree with you, Smitty. I'm on your side. Oh, uh, I don't know who I'm yelling at. I don't know who I'm yelling at. Sean, thank you. Appreciate you. Brofist. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't love Dak. I don't think Dak's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. I'm not, I'm just saying you put. But he's put, better than Garoppolo. Yes, he's very, he's yeah, much better than Garoppolo. Much better. If you put Dak you in Garoppolo's okay. situations, he's winning Super Bowls. Because the Niners are going to do that for a quarterback. You take a mid-quarterback like Dak that's 8 to, we'll call him 7 to 14. Very big range because one year he might be top seven or eight. Another year he's going to be 14. He's, Dak is a mid. He's a mistake maker. He does choke. I get all that. I'm not arguing Dak doesn't do all those things. But Dak is, he looks like Superman next to Jimmy Garoppolo. He looks like an absolute monster next to Jimmy Garoppolo. We're talking about a, a no, mid, no an eight to 12 does. quarterback. Shanahan gets them all hurt. It doesn't matter what quarterback you put in there. Shanahan gets them all hurt. 
and they're worthless after that. Dak would have got hurt too and probably would have been sidelined if he was in San Francisco. Probably. He gets his players hurt, and that's the I mean, that, that's true, too. So, that's true, too. Hey, Smitty, thanks for having me on the podcast, but I'll, I'm going to call it another time. But uh, good hey, work, brother. Don, Don, is this Don? It's yeah, uh, Kyle, Don. Fantasy God from Maine. Oh, this is Fantasy God no, from Maine? Okay. He's pre- not the Fantasy God. He's not. Oh, brother, I'd love to play against you. You'd be donating to me, dude. Later, oh, later, Ming. Hey, Don. Don, you can hang tight if you want. I appreciate you, Don. We'll end okay. this. All we'll right. end this Jimmy G topic because people in the chat are saying, "Can we talk about good players?" Because Dak and Jimmy both suck. So, can we talk about good players? So, we're, we're gonna we're gonna leave this where it is. But Don, you can stay on the line. Don, I appreciate you. Don, I don't want you to think that you're not welcome here. I love the arguments. It's no big deal. We're gonna disagree from time to time. I've always liked Don Draper. He's always been a dog. Uh, so regardless of, of you you have enough, uh, you know, 40-40 vision on this, I still appreciate you. And I, 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 I want you to know that. Um, let, hey, real quickly, Don. Don, how does Aaron Rodgers fare in New York in 2023? I think he puts the Jets over the top, and I think that he gets into at least the AFC title game. Because, I mean, obviously, when you have all those weapons and you have that running game, that's something he hasn't played with in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, he was – I mean, he got, you got a lot of weapons there. I mean, and I honestly – I think Elijah Moore is going to break out if they're able to keep him and not have to trade him as a part of the package that they're going to be getting. I'm curious to see what that package looks like, actually. What are they giving up to get Aaron Rodgers? Um, yeah. I would imagine Green Bay wants to get some kind of, you know, weapon back. They're not going to just do it for nothing, just picks. I wonder if this 13 overall pick will be involved. I mean, that could be the sticking point while we're even waiting. We don't even know what the reason is we're waiting. But but that would be crazy. It sounds like the framework's already been ironed out. It would be, it would be pretty reckless of the Green Bay Packers or the Jets to try and change things because it would just create a big drama situation. But, uh, you know, we don't even know. Like, Aaron Rodgers can make an announcement. Maybe Aaron Rodgers has wanted to make an announcement when it's been completely, like... It can't be complete, but as complete as it could get to where it's like Aaron Rodgers would say, if you back out on this or you back out to both clubs, I'm retiring. Do you understand? I don't want to, I don't want to, yeah. so let's come to a conclusion. And once they finally got it all worked out today or something, potentially, we have no idea. We, something like that would probably leak at some point. You would think if there are that many people involved, but, but if this 13 is involved, that's going to be crazy. Cause that's a really, really high pick. If the Jets can keep the, that, uh, oh my God! I was going to see like a far package, package that the Jets gave. I don't know what the package is going to be. I imagine it's a first rounder for sure, but I don't think it's more than one. You don't think so? I think didn't they say they wanted two first round? Yeah, but in for Lamar him? Jackson. It, people are saying that Lamar Jackson's not worth two first rounders. I'm not saying I'm not saying bright people say that, but a lot of people have said that. Which is absolutely ludicrous because he's worth three. But if Lamar Jackson's going rate right now is two surrendered first round picks via an offer sheet that gets denied, and and and, and let's say the the Washington Commanders slap an offer sheet down, Jackson signs it. Hey, do you want to match it? The Ravens say no. Give me your two first rounders. No way. One a one year rental of Aaron Rodgers is going to command two first round picks. But you never know. You never know. I would say one pick, and I would say the 13 is going to be a, a, a lot to ask for. But in a pickle, given that the Packers kind of have the Jets by the balls, 
you could you could you could see it happening. The 13 overall, it could happen. But it's definitely going to be a, a, a one first rounder, I think, at least. You know, and that, maybe like a second yeah. or third with it or something. Maybe I don't know. Because be something like that, and maybe like with Corey Davis added to it or some kind of you know yeah. throw in player. There you go, throwing Corey uh, send Randall Cobb over because Aaron Rodgers loves Cobb. Cobb's gonna I he want, whatever. I don't know why. Cobb's a better quarterback than Jimmy G. (laughs) (laughs) I would give them, I think it's going to be the same package that the Jets gave for Favre. That's just my What was it, Bruce? The same package they gave for Brett Favre. What was it? I don't remember what the actual. Then how do you know it's going to be what it is? No, no, no. That's my opinion on what it's going to be. The same package they gave for Favre. Personal opinion. Let's look it up. Favre traded to the Jets. Favre's traded to the Jets. They were the the exact same age, I think. Yeah. Well, the Jets kind of of handcuffed because what do they do if they don't give in to what Green Bay's asking for? They don't have a quarterback. Yeah, you see, that's the predicament they're in because there's nobody else on the market. Lamar, I don't really count that because. I feel like that's kind of just, I don't know, that's its own thing. They're still handcuffed either way. Any way you look at it, they're still handcuffed. Because if they want Aaron Rodgers, they're handcuffed to Green Bay because Green Bay could be saying, we want your 13th pick or we're not going to proceed. And then Aaron Rodgers has to say, okay, well, I want this guy, this guy, and this guy to be signed. So uh, um, he's setting his terms. And... Already, I mean, pretty much Aaron Rodgers is GM of the Jets now and, and controlling all everything as far as personnel decisions because, you know, you want me that bad, you will bring these guys over, no matter what guys you already have here. He's doing the yeah. same thing his mentor did. <laughs> um, Let's see here. For, okay, so the Packers traded the future Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre to the New York Jets for a conditional fourth round draft pick in 2009. Sorry, Bruce, but we're we're not even going to come close to that. That's all they gave up. It, it's going to be it's going to be a first round pick, or in a crazy world, it could be like a couple seconds or something. I suppose, but I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to command a first round draft selection because this is a Super Bowl caliber team with it. It's gonna it's gonna be one of those things where you're you're paying for you're paying for the premium. It doesn't matter if it's one year left. You're paying for a Super Bowl shot. I think it's going to be a first-rounder. I just don't think it'll be. It might be a future first-rounder. That way, the Jets don't have to surrender this already known to be very high uh, draft selection at number 13 overall because that is, that's almost too high. So I, I could see it being a 2024 first-rounder and some other compensation. But but Brett Favre was a fourth-round pick, Brucey. There's no way. Yeah, but see, hey, Brett was a different kind of quarterback, right? Like, he, he was washed by, by that time. Like, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you look at him, and you're like, he's got something left in the tank, too. <laughs> he wasn't washed. He didn't want to go to the Jets to begin with. He wanted to go to Minnesota, and then he goes to the Jets. He gets injured, and then and then after that, because the draft pick was a conditional, depending on how Brett Favre did, how the Jets did, would uh, either raise or lower the draft pick that he's borderline they get in competition. And then, yeah, but by how much? Though, uh, it's not going to raise to a third round pick. He went to Minnesota. He went to Minnesota and took them to the NFC Championship. And then you had uh, Target Gate or whatever that was 
that New Orleans was had the year that New Orleans went and won, won it. But Brett Favre almost went to the Super Bowl again with Minnesota, and that's where he wanted to go to begin with. He didn't want to go to the Jets. But, I'm, but the conditional fourth is what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to accept that, right, for an exchange for Brett Favre, I mean, surely it was agreed upon within the organization that he wasn't what he once was, right? Like, right now, though, with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, there's no way that they're looking at it in the same light. They're like, hey, look, this is still somebody who can play at a very high level. This is, you know, top top ten quarterback potentially right in the league easily. And with all of the weapons that he's going to be getting over there in New York, whenever he ends up there, whenever he ends up there, I mean, here, here, Super here, Bowl, right? Like, here's Brett Favre. Just so we're talking about Brett Favre accurately. Uh, God, how many years he played? That's crazy, man. Nineteen ninety two. Nineteen ninety two. So, uh, oh, these are his rushing stats. Hold on. I'm sorry. But yeah, Brett Favre. He he uh, he wanted to play for Minnesota. Green Bay didn't want him to play. And then when he did go to Minnesota, he came back and beat the hell out of out of Green Bay. He wasn't washed up at all. Well, let's look, let's look, let's look at his game <laughs> his game log so we can we can determine that via the stats. So if you look at nineteen nine or two thousand two thousand eight, he was in he was in New York. Where are these stats at? <sighs> Hold on, I'm pulling up the wrong stats every time. It keeps re- How many times the game was far throwing back then? Like 60? Something crazy? Just chucking it? Oh, Every time I screenshot this, it, 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 it bumps and I and I grab the wrong uh, image. Hold on. This should be it right here. Look okay. at that. 12-4 with Minnesota. That first year he went to Minnesota. 12-4. and four. Wow. That's, that's a heck of a record. Is that correct here? 1991 to 92... Was when he played. So 2010 Minnesota. Did I get? I don't think I got. Did I get all of it on there? Okay, yeah. So the Jets. He had 34, 72, 22 TDs, 22 INTs. That was his third to last season down at the at the very very bottom. Then in Minnesota, he had 4,200 yards and and uh, 33 TDs and seven INTs. So that was a good year in Minnesota. And then 2010. Yeah, was when things fell off. So he, you know, he did finish pretty strong there. But as a Jet, he came out with, uh, yeah, twenty-eight touchdowns, forty-one hundred yards out of Green Bay. He, you know, he, he was definitely at the tail end of his career. Like you didn't know what to expect. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. He was entering in year eighteen when he went to the Jets. That's crazy, but but what what uh, since 1992, the the Packers have had two quarterbacks since 1992. A lot of you weren't even old enough to shart in your own pants when Brett Favre was under uh, center, and in this team, that's had, like coaches. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, look at uh, look at uh, look at some of these teams that have like three quarterbacks a year for like ten straight years. And imagine that. Hey, kind of like Pittsburgh and their coaches. When Favre was tearing it up for Minnesota, or that one year anyways, I mean, weren't, wasn't Adrian Peterson? That's like prime Adrian Peterson, right? I mean, so they he had a solid running game there to set up that pass because he loved to play action. That was Favre's game. Just play action, chuck it. <laughs> yeah, AP was like 2000, well, 
seven, he eight. Injured, he got injured. He got that hand injury when he went to the Jets. And so um, he had the hand injury. And then he was finally to go where he wanted to go, which was Minnesota all along. And he blew it up that first year. He was on a mission. It was like the classic revenge tour right there. Yeah. He wanted to go and beat Green Bay down, and he did. And then you had that Bounty Gate happen. It came out afterwards because if you watch that NFC Championship game between Minnesota and New Orleans, um, they actually, I mean, they had the bounties out on them. I mean, they just were like tearing far up left and right. I mean, it was crazy. All right. But, uh... um, most people don't even didn't even don't even know who Brett Favre is. Is watching right now, which is crazy. But but ter- Terry Terry says uh, Darren Waller to New York Giants. Um, Smitty, um, yeah, I mean Terry, it's it's a good move. We we, we like it. Uh, I think you know he's got to stay healthy. But I think catching footballs from Danny Dimes in a Dable offense is a hundred thousand times better than catching footballs from Jimmy G. And I don't know if Don Draper wants to try and defend this, but. Kittle was non-existent <laughs> in a Jimmy G offense because a he had the block, but b uh, if you notice, Brock Purdy extends plays so long Kittle can can get a route run, but in Jimmy G and a Jimmy G led offense, it's one read and done, and so there's no room for Kittle. So Waller would have been not worthless in 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 a Raider uniform, but I think going to New New York, you have a real potential to see a bounce back, but. He has to. He has to be able to stay healthy. What happens with Daniel Bellinger, though? I mean, he was supposed to be coming on strong towards the end of the year. So now, I mean, do they move on from him entirely, or do they two tight end set? What are they doing? Yeah, I mean, he he's a backup. He's a second tight end. If they run a second tight end set, maybe they go and run two tight end sets because it's you know maybe it's it's something that Dable wants to run. I don't know, but he certainly doesn't have the. Bellinger doesn't have Bellinger doesn't have the momentum anymore. That's for sure. He blocked a lot too. I think that's a lot of money for the Giants to take on for Waller. I know what Waller's ceiling is. Obviously, he's had you know some great seasons, but I mean they owe him a lot of money now. And for somebody who's injury prone like that, I mean I, I see you know the hype. I see why people are excited about it, but I, I am worried. So you so don't you guys? Does anybody agree with me that and and I don't hear anybody else talking about this, and maybe some of you have, but. I, I'm reading all over Ian Rappaport's face that he's so bothered by the fact that he is not the inside guy on this topic of Aaron Rodgers. He is so bothered oh, I by it. about it. And you can read it I all over his face. And Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee announced Aaron Rodgers is coming on live. And, and they, made, they made a whole bunch of, this is it right here. They made a whole bunch of, you know, the, the, the way this is written, you know, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, you're invited, 1 p.m. Eastern YouTube. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be live, and and again we're going to be live here as this is live, so you, you can come right here to to get the reaction, and and I'll tell you what is exactly said if you want to watch this show instead. Um, I appreciate that, but but Aaron Rodgers is going to announce this. What's happening? This it's done. It's concluded. He didn't go on the Pat McAfee show today because he probably couldn't talk about it yet. So here you have Ian Rappaport right now. Um, let me put this on screen right here. This guy, I mean, the way he words this is very funny because it sounds like he's trying to to he's trying to let people know that what's about to come wasn't in place yet because he didn't know about it. He's frustrated about it. I think he's very very irritated with Trey Wingo 
I think he's very, very irritated that this isn't coming to him. He's very, very, I think, flustered. And he writes this uh, from NFL Total Access. This is Ian Rappaport. The Aaron Rodgers watch hasn't ended, but at least the parties are communicating. It's like he's trying to dial back the, the likelihood of this thing happening when Aaron Rodgers is already set to announce it. Like, what's he doing? He's, he's, he, and you could, if you watch him, I'm serious, when he's on a, a panel of four or five people and people have an opinion that he doesn't have, he, he looks so like he doesn't want to be there. He's so angry about this entire process. I can read it all over his face. He's so bothered. It's hilarious that Pat McAfee's now dropping the news and he's also, again, excluded from it. Trey Wingo had more information than him and now, and now he's trying to tear down Trey Wingo by not supporting that, that at all when he retweets everybody else. He retweets anybody else in the business that has anything to say that, that he respects, but he obviously has a beef with Trey. You know, stepping on Trey's turf. Well, remember, Aaron Rodgers chastised uh, Rappaport, too, um, by talking, tell, putting out stuff that Aaron Rodgers said. He didn't hear that from me. I, you know, he chastised him, so I think that all I've Yeah, he said that he said yeah, he that, did that with, he did that with him and Schefter. Yeah, he said that Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, he likes them, but in all all due respect, I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing word for word, but all due respect, they don't know Shiat when it comes to Aaron Rodgers <laughs> if they say that that they know something about Aaron Rodgers because he's saying if they're talking about it, it's not true, because if 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 he had something to say, it wouldn't be leaking to them to talk about it, and so I think that really pissed off Schefter because it basically said and Rappaport, it basically said everything they've talked about about Aaron Rodgers has been false. Like in terms of all this lead up and what he wants to do and he's leaning this way because he said nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So how on earth could they know? And it pissed him off so much. Rappaport's being made to look like he doesn't have the inside track. He feels he's being measured on this for some reason. He feels like the fact that this is the psychology breaking in. I'm, I'm analyzing him right now. He's feeling like he's being uh, dismantled as the guy. Remember, Schefter was the only guy. Schefter, first of all, it was what? What's his name? What's what was the guy's name? Uh, that that passed away from ESPN. Um, God, he was the best. He was the absolute best. Um, Jay Clayton. Clayton. John Clayton. John Clayton. John Clayton. John Clayton. John Clayton was the best. If John Clayton was in today's social media, everybody would love him. His his the weirdness about him. They'd absolutely love him. He'd, he'd be huge. But John Clayton was the OG. Then Schefter came in. And yep. everybody loved Schefter. Everybody loved him. Kind of like uh, 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 Hanson. Uh, what's his name? God, I'm, oh, what am I? Why am I blanking out on everybody's names? Uh, uh, NFL, uh, NFL, uh, NFL Red Zone. John Hanson. I have him on my show all the time. Oh, I, I thought. Yeah. Scott, Scott Hanson. Scott Hanson. Scott Hansen. I'm Scott Hansen. There's that. There's the guy that does the uh, 2020 uh, Catch a Predator. What's his name? His name is uh, not Scott Hansen, but Chris uh, Hansen. Yeah, Chris Hansen. I always mix. Everybody always mixes them up. They say Chris Hansen, but it's Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen comes on my show. I'm gonna have him on my show uh, soon, by the way. But Scott Hansen's a great dude. I like him a lot. He's a real good guy. But no one had a bad thing to say about 
Scott Hansen ever. He was the goat on all levels, and now people are starting to kind of like turn a little bit on him once in a while. Like he doesn't the way he talks about this. I don't like it. Like it takes a little time, and people get tired of somebody. Schefter got people got tired of Schefter really quick. Now Rappaport became everybody's favorite guy. Never a mean thing. He's the goat. He's the best. Now he's getting a lot of crap talked about him. So he's really not handling it well, in my opinion. This is my assessment. I could be totally wrong. Uh, this is my opinion. But he, he's just unraveling. Well, he said some pretty kind of some, uh, he put out some tweets in the past, remember, that were, uh, he took a lot of heat for them because they were like uh, um, controversial. And uh, um, some, I think one of them was even considered racist. Well, anyway, he, he, uh, he, he it's just funny to watch. You know, it's funny to watch him like kind of squirm as as people are suggesting that they like he was on that panel on NFL Network and they were talking about the Lamar Jackson deal. And somebody was saying that I think this is happening with his contract. And, and, and he was just like he was so upset. He was so upset that this guy would, that had an opinion as if he had a lead. And what that means if that lead isn't given to Ian Rappaport, he's just like in this battle, this turf war battle. Um, with Trey Wingo and all those guys. So, anyways, it's it's funny. Um, why don't you have a seat over there? Says AC. I don't know what you're referring to. By the way, guys, the fantasy football intern episode five is airing very very soon. Okay, I, I we're probably still a week or two away. But if you haven't watched the fantasy football intern sitcom that I have on my YouTube channel. If you go to my main YouTube channel, in fact, I can drop a link, but if you go to my main YouTube channel and you scroll down about halfway, you'll see, uh, you'll see a little over halfway. Maybe you'll see the fantasy football intern. Okay. And here's the link. If anybody wants to, to watch those, but it's a four episode sitcom. It's kind of like the league meets, uh, the office meets some show that got canceled. You know, it's, it's a combination of the three. It's, I think it's phenomenal. I love and enjoy doing it. I wish I could do more of them. Uh, if it picks up view-wise, uh, the problem is YouTube views it as a different piece of content. And so whenever I post one of them, it doesn't get pushed to everybody. It's ridiculous. So I'm relying on you guys to spread the link around to the intern show. And, and if it gets more popular, I'll create a, a seasonal. Every year there'll be 10 episodes or something like that. But uh, episode 5 is going to drop really soon. Grant got... Grant quit, uh, Grant the intern quit in episode four, and he might be back in episode five. So uh, check it out; it'll be it'll be. That might that might happen again in this episode. So stay tuned. Grant Grant might be back. Shefty is a Fugazi. Says sh- 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 uh, Swaggy, what's up? Baby, let me ask you a question. I, I know you don't want to talk about Jimmy G anymore, and I get it. And I get it. But let me ask: Would you take Geno Smith over Jimmy G? Yes, of course I would. Oh my god! One good year, and and then that's it. Jimmy, Jimmy hasn't. Season. Jimmy hasn't had one good year, bro. Like Jimmy, it, it, if you you want to talk to twenty nineteen Jimmy, we can't talk about that player anymore. So regard like if we want to talk about twenty nineteen Jimmy, we could maybe have some hypothetical conversations. But ever since his ACL tear, he's not been the same player. And using my eyeballs, I could care less what the stats say in terms of wins and losses because 
I myself feel like I'm deciphering that and diffusing the situation properly to evaluate Jimmy G and his role in it. And I'm telling you right now, Jimmy G, in my opinion, is honestly, I'm, be, I'm being generous when I say bottom 10. Like, I think I could find 32 better quarterbacks to start in 2023. I truly believe that. Geno Smith was a top 6 to 8 quarterback in fantasy, and he was a legit top 10 to 12 quarterback in 2023. And you could say it was one year, one year, but you don't have that argument with Jimmy. There was no one year where he was a top 5 quarterback or anything like that. So, Geno gets the edge by a mile, by a, a long mile. I know you think you're going to get just, me on something, but you're not because no, I, w- no, no. I, w- I wouldn't. I'm not trying to get you. I just well, no, I don't. I don't blame you. And again, I'm not mad, uh, and I appreciate your stance. But you, there's nothing you're going to say that's going to have me say, "Yeah, Jimmy." I, I honestly, Mike White over Jimmy. Mike, I, I would bring him Mike White over Jimmy in a Ritter? heartbeat. Huh? What about Ritter? What about Ritter? Um, I think those are comparable. I think I I think that you, you know either one of them, you're not winning. Like, San Francisco is so unique, anybody could almost win there. So, that's not that's nothing to do with Jimmy G, in my opinion. Jimmy G, he's a lateral move to Ritter. We don't even know what Ritter is going to be. I'd probably take the chance on Ritter over Jimmy because Jimmy wouldn't stay healthy. You know, and, and I, I just think at least maybe there's a shot. But honestly, I don't like either one. I think Ritter might be competent enough to keep London and Pitts very, very valuable. So hopefully that's the case. But guess what? They got Heineke. In a worst case scenario, Heineke could go in and at least deliver the football around. I do kind of like Heineke. I think Heineke could be a potential uh, nice little nice little signing for them. I, I would have liked Mike White in a way. Uh, even though I wouldn't want him to sit behind Ritter. And I think he'll sit behind Tua less time than Ritter. Because I think Tua's not going to stay upright. But hope I'm wrong on that. But uh, that's how I feel. And I'm sorry. I know that hurts your feeling, Don. But I, ju- I just there's nothing you're gonna you're gonna ch- you can't change my mind on Jimmy because I'm using my eyeballs. I'm not using any sort of data that you're probably looking at. And you're saying, oh, but the wins, the wins. I'm not. That's not how I evaluate Jimmy. I hear you. I hear you. I just I have a hard time putting players like who've only had one good season. I mean, I know Jimmy hasn't had statistics wise, anyways, hasn't had a season like what Gino just had this past season. I get that. But I'm just talking about in terms of just when I'm watching them both play, the eyeball test, I just, I mean, yes, you know, the athletic ability of Gino is definitely superior than Jimmy. But I'm just talking about the, the quick release that Jimmy has, just his ability. And I see him go through his progressions. And he, you said he just, if, if he can't hit his first guy, then automatically he bails. I mean, I don't see that. I, I've seen him, you know, he checked down quite a bit this, well, whenever he did play this past season. And that's kind of what he's been known for, right? Just to check down. First, to first read, check, first read, check down. First read, check down. First read. Here you go, running back. Like I mean, that that's that's not. He's not going through the the whole progression. He he doesn't he doesn't get through it all. I think he's he's got a quick release, but that isn't like a necessarily a positive thing. It's like, hey, this design play quick release to Debo, boom. You know, there's nothing there's nothing downfield. I mean, we could go over and over. I know no one wants to hear about it anymore, so let's move on from it. But I've you're, no way you're going to convince me about Jimmy G. I've, I've I've looked at too much to to you know. You're not going to get me saying, "Oh, I did." Like I've seen all that I need to see. Like, could I be wrong on my analysis? Sure, but I assure you, I've looked into it to the extreme degree, and that's just the assessment I have. But but hey, bro, trust your gut. And and if Jimmy balls out in Las Vegas. 
I want you calling back and telling me about it, okay? I want you on here trying to to brag and all that and, and rub it in my face, but I, I firmly believe it's going to be a disastrous call for you. I don't think this is going to go well for you. I think you're going to call up and go, well, Smitty, didn't work out. You should make a membership bet, Smitty. I can't even remember, though. I don't even remember those. Make a membership bet. I, I, I would if I remembered it, but I won't remember it. And then I won't I won't know how to collect because I won't remember it happened. I guess I could write it on the board or something, I but I won't let you forget, Smitty, because I'm gonna come out on top. Okay, so what's the what's the what's the thing? Let's go. Let's go. Do you have a Do you have a lifetime membership or, or even this? I'll give you a ninety nine dollar lifetime membership on the fantasyfootballshow.com. If I'm wrong, then you never pay for content again. It doesn't include the text advice or anything, but it's the content rankings, bold predictions, all the written stuff for free, lifetime. $99 value. Or if you're wrong, you buy the 30 you buy the 35 or the if you want the text device, the $75 package for 2024. What is the what is the what is the challenge? You name right, it. Let's make something reasonable here. Let's sit. I predict it's gonna go low. that Jimmy G is that a prediction? Is that what you're looking for? I, I mean let's let's just say the chat votes. Is he a good quarterback? Does he okay. is he a good oh. is he a good quarterback in twenty twenty three? Let's just have the chat yes. vote. Well, not not, not now. Right. We'll have the chat vote at the end of the year. Oh. See who wins. Okay. If they say All right. cheeks, thumb down, bum, got hurt, <laughs> and no injury clause, don't even bring that. That's a whole, all part of the package. He has no shot for a lot of reasons. So the chat will decide: is he good or bad? Um. What right. if we do? What if you do like fifth top fifteen quarterback? Right by. I mean, kind of. You're saying he finishes. Yeah, but like, what what stats is it? Fantasy is it? Like, I I say we just say is he good or bad, and let the let the chat decide. Because I, I highly gonna doubt he's going. I highly doubt he's going to get a. Good, someone might say he's okay. You know, if he had it, let's say he had a he had as good a year as he could have. It's going to be. It's not going to be good, but we'll see. All right. All you got to do is get a good. All you don't have to get amazing or elite. You just got to get people in the chat to be like, yeah, he's good. Like like Gino would get good. Um. You know, a lot of guys would, would be rated good. And you could All do right, the, that's the deal. That sounds good. Yeah. I, I I mean I feel bad for you, but hey, you're getting a you're getting a product <laughs> out of this. You're you're not it's not like I'm I'm you're you're getting a you're getting a content membership out of this for thirty five bucks. So you'll be fine. Uh Jimmy G D plus. Yeah, it could even be a rating. It could be he's gotta get a C plus or higher. Hey, I don't want Terry Roberts voting though because he's already been hating on the old all talk show or all of the live. Uh, Terry, Terry's a he he's a lovable guy. Uh, J- Terry oh, says, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> Terry." <laughs> Terry will keep legit. All right, uh, let's move on. Zach Wilson's a better quarter, <laughs> better than a Rod. Can we discuss? Wait, hold on. Can we discuss this matchup, uh, Prince? Come on, bro. Zach Wilson's like, they're not even sure what to do with him. And if he was a better quarterback, why are they trading draft capital for Aaron Rodgers? Come on, broski. Get real. You're not going to get anybody Prince that's going to talk about Zach Wilson right now. Zach Wilson's cheeks above all cheeks, bro. Jimmy G's better than Zach Wilson. Damn right. (laughs) I think Zeke, or Zeke, 
Uh, Zach. Zach Wilson, uh, I think he, he lost a lot of his confidence. And I don't know that it's ever coming back. I don't think it's... I think the only confidence he has is when he's around your mother's. And that's about it. Like, he doesn't, ha- he doesn't have any of that moxie anymore. It's so hard to get back once you lose it. He'd have to go to a new situation because he's looking over his shoulder. He's going to be worried every time he hits the field. He needs a new environment, and he needs it now. If, he's, if he ferments on the bench for another year or two, it's going to fall away, and he's not going to ever get it back. But if Zach Wilson, let's say, is good, and it's just hiding in there, um, he's got to get out. He can't be put in this situation because he's going to be set up to fail. Sam Darnold or Jimmy G? Let's stop with the Jimmy G. Because all we do is go down the same. Raiders should have signed Phillip Rivers over Jimmy G. Hey, Phillip Rivers wanted to potentially come back, and he's still he's still youngish, you know? And, and another one's Andrew Luck. Can you imagine if Andrew Luck wanted to come back to football? That guy was what? We, we looked it up the other day. He's like 34 years old, 33, 34, something like that crazy you think you'd think Andrew Luck would be like 50 by now because he's been out for so long but he, he he walked away so early Mac Jones better than Jimmy Garoppolo I don't know about that yeah, I think right. both of them are horrible I think Zappy's better than both of them the Jimmy G disrespect is out of control says AC that's because you're a Niner fan AC that's why it feels so out of control Casey, if Mac Jones is has weapons, he'll be decent. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Mac. I just. I don't believe in him. Could he prove me wrong? Maybe. But but I think Zappy starts at some point. Don't you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, Zappy's gonna start by the end of the season, guaranteed. I mean, Mac's just kind of like a. I don't know what it is about him. I just. I don't think he's got that it factor at all. At all. He also doesn't have a lot of weapons, though. You could argue that he has, like Lamar, he's been set up to fail. You could kind of say, right? So, but regardless, I don't feel like he's got it. At least with with some other quarterbacks that haven't had weapons, you've at least been like, okay, Fields is still doing it. You know, Fields still looks the part. Whereas, is I don't feel that way about. All right, guys. Uh, uh, Don Draper, you got ten seconds. Go. I wanted to ask you actually, where do you think Baker Mayfield ends up? If I had to guess, I would say Baker Buccaneers, maybe. Buccaneers. Don, where do you think? And then I'm going to let yeah, you right. jump. Don Draper, what do you think? I'm thinking Jimmy G to the moon. That's what I think. Okay. Don, you go get it, pal. Go get your Jimmy G jersey. It'll be on sale right. a, a year from today. I'll be half off. <laughs> All right, All later. Right. Or free. Later. Uh, 10 seconds, Brucey. What do you got? Best fit for Miles Sanders. Who? Miles Sanders. Or who? Or, uh, no, no, no. Best fit. Oh, best fit. First. Is the Dolphins just resigned both their running backs? I thought I guess, he was but going the, there. The, the Dolphins could scoop up three of them. That's the way. That's the way Miami Mike is. I think. Uh, you know, the Saints wouldn't be a bad spot because if if Kamara is out for a significant amount of time, I think from a organizational perspective, at least you got a similar, like shifty, you know, could be a receiving or a rushing 
running back that you could bring in. I'm not saying I like uh, Miles Sanders. I'm just thinking of fit. I think uh, Chicago could look at him, but I, I don't know. I don't think they will. I think they want a bigger. I think they want to make a splash. I think I think Chicago is going to be everybody's division winner by September. I think now everyone's making fun of it. Everyone's going to pretend they didn't make fun of it because they're going to make bigger moves and people are going to go, well, I didn't know they were going to get Austin Eckler. Um, Commanders, no. Giants, no. Cowboys, no. Eagles, may uh, maybe bring him back. I don't think. Maybe he goes back. Who knows? But I don't think so. Um, Broncos may look at it and just say, hey, we got Penny, we got Sanders, and then we'll have Javante. Who knows? I mean, it's possible. Uh, if Eckler gets traded, the Chargers... Um, I could see him landing on a team where we're like crap, you know. But then again, we won't be too worried because he's he's not necessarily going to take the job from a better running back. But could he land in a cloudy spot? I think that's possible. Like, could New England bring him in or something? Because they're they're losing Damian Harris. I could see Sanders signing with New England, and then I could see Bill okay. drafting another rookie running back on top of that. So that that's what concerns me about Ramondre, you know, a little bit. All right, Brucey, appreciate you. Uh, I'll be live tonight drafting, okay? Yep. All right, later. Ron Navy, final thoughts? Yeah, Baker to Arizona, maybe. Maybe. That might be not, might not be a bad idea. Thank you, Terry. Appreciate your hard work today. Uh, yeah, that, that that's going to be good. I mean, the, the quarterback, uh, let's see. we got to fix this up, don't we? we got a lot of things that have happened here. So, Carr... We've got Jimmy G off the board. Let me let me correct this real quick. Let me put Jimmy G. He's gone and off the board. Mike White is off the board. Mike White is off Not the board. You what? There's not much left other than the draft rookies. Yeah. What is going on here? Why is this not working? I'm going to have to restart. It's not working. But anyway, uh, yeah, we got... Uh, Winston, he's staying with New Orleans from what Brissette, I heard. Brissette would be good in Arizona. I think the Cardinals should go after Brissette. I think we could win games with yeah, them potentially. What about Minshew? Minshew's out Man. there also, isn't he? Minshew, Brissett, Baker, those are all be Arizona Cardinal options. Wentz will be an Arizona Cardinal option. And, and yeah. I forgot about Wentz. Yeah. And Wentz can sign today. Well, I mean, everybody's announcing today, but, I mean, he could officially, like, actually sign 100% today if he wanted, but no, no one even looked into it. But all right, Ron. Hey, I'll be I'll be back tonight, and we'll do some drafting. Sounds good. All right, later, Ron. Appreciate you. Yep, later. Ron Navy, everyone. Ron Navy. All right, I'll be back tonight. Seven p. Uh, seven. I'll be back tonight, midnight Eastern, to do live drafting. Let me drop that link one more time. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Here's the link in the live chat. It's in the description as well, uh, guys. We. Oh, that's why my keyboard isn't working. It's out of battery. All right, I got to charge it. Okay. That's why that wasn't working. There you go. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. It's in the description of every video. 
but it's also right there in the chat. If you're not signed up ahead of time using that link, they'll match up to $100 on your first deposit at Underdog Fantasy. You won't be able to participate. You won't be able to, to sign up in enough time to get in the draft. We'll be drafting tonight at midnight on Underdog Fantasy Best Ball Drafts with the rookies included. There's, these are not mock drafts. These are real drafts. We might do a private league and one draft at the same time, side by side. I will see you all tonight. Thank you, Terry Roberts, for the super chat, which is right here. Thank you, pal. Appreciate you. Thank you, Heating Podcast, for the super chat. You guys absolutely rock. Thank you all for being here. I work for you. I'm live for you. And anytime news breaks, I will go live. Jimmy G is 40 and 17 career starting Raiders to the Super Bowl, says Andrew. <laughs> I love you, pal, Andrew. I'm going to let you I'm gonna let you win this one just so you can relish and, and celebrate, okay? So I don't want to rain on your parade. I hope I hope you're correct. I think Fitzy's on to something there because I think it could happen. You guys get Eckler, you could win the Super Bowl this year. Bears fans are going to be excited. Let's go. I love Chicago. I love what Chicago's doing. I can truly appreciate when a team's molding and sculpting and making moves, and I love what Chicago's doing. This is a deep playoff team. They get Austin Eckler. This is a potential Super Bowl appearing team. You heard me right. Even this year, right away. With Austin Eckler, with a player like that added to this arsenal. You get Jackson Smith and Jigba at number nine, and you tr you trade for Austin Eckler. Super Bowl potential appearance for the Bears. Honestly. I don't I mean I don't I don't know that I'd put him as my Super Bowl pick or even uh, you know champion, but I would say that the conference championship at least appearance. Conference championship appearance. I'm not saying they'll necessarily win. But could I, could I see the Bears making the NFC Championship game? Yes. Eagles versus the Bears. Eagles versus the Bears. It's possible. Niners versus the Bears. It's possible. If they get Eckler and draft Jackson Smith and Jigba, it's possible. I'll see you all tonight. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it.